Hello, everyone, and welcome to the season finale. I can't believe we're saying this of season one, year one of Marvelous Movie Mondays here on the podcast, here on the Dill Pickle Movie Network. If you're looking on video um, and if you're listening on audio, thank you. Kelsey, how are you? Welcome to our, our final show of the year. I'm doing good, Dill. Might I say Merry Christmas? I know it's the ne- the day after, but... Happy holiday, happy life day, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate this year, and happy new year, because you'll be getting this a few days before the new year, uh, but we'll yes. have podcasting for the rest that of the year cool. and for a little bit of January, so like this is like a definitive break uh, before some much-needed uh, relaxation and time off. I feel like every week there's just been something that's just like, I mean, <laughs> Mar- Marvel has been just, you know, put them out like john and kate plus eight remember that show um so oh my god that is an old old reference to me yeah to be i'll say cheaper by the dozen that's even older one um how are you though like everything's good your holiday season was great yeah uh fun fact actually sad fact about me i just got over having covid oh oh i did not even know you had covid and we were at a movie theater together a week ago so that's very reassuring to know um no it's okay fine. well how are you, i didn't how are you have feeling? it at the feeling? movie theater i was gonna say how are you feeling still the day we went to the movies i tested negative no i know i i, I know I, i'm just messing with you I, i'm okay, i'm cool. actually acting act, asking seriously now are you okay how are you feeling i didn't know this so like this is first news to me and i don't want you to have to podcast for an hour or an hour and a half because we're doing two whole episodes plus all the year and i know stuff, so. no um, i'm doing good honestly yeah. our last episode that we did on on spider-man was i was feeling a little worse because i had wow. a sore throat that day that's why i got tested okay but my well, antigen test came back negative, so I wasn't contagious that day. So I didn't want to freak you out by telling well, you. Well, it's better anything. to do it now once you've already passed over the heap. We're both healthy. I feel great. Um, my it's sister good. was also was also sick with COVID. Uh, she came home from the city after we saw Spider-Man, uh, but she was sick as well. Uh, but she's feeling a little bit better now. The whole family's better. Um, actually, one of my pieces of news relates to my family. But let's get into the news first. Uh, before we get into the news, I just want to lay out how the show is going to go because we're talking about a lot of things. Hawkeye mm-hmm. Episode 6. Hawkeye episode five and six because we didn't do episode mm-hmm. five yet. Um, we are also going to talk news. We are going to talk a little bit about what's to come next year, especially the top first show of next year. Kelsey has a cool reveal for us uh, that we've been hyping up for a few weeks, and um, we God. will also be like I said last week. We are going to be ranking the ten Marvel projects we saw uh, this year. So that is, uh, let me try to go in order: WandaVision, uh, order of release: WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Black Widow, uh, What If, Shang Chi. Uh, Venom 2, Eternals, Spider-Man, and Hawkeye. There we go. That's all 10. Uh, that's actually pretty impressive that I was able to do it on the fly. I might have gotten the order wrong with the Shang-Chi, Eternals, What If uh, timeline, but um, we're going to be ranking those 10 at the end, and I, I've been re-watching a few of them to, like, get a, Like, I rewatched Loki this week. I rewatched Black Widow just because, like, oh, those, okay. are, those happened so long ago, and I know what my number one is. I know, like, the recent ones we've seen, like Eternals and Spider-Man, like, they're fresh enough in my brain, but I went back and watched a few of them because I wanted to really get a good... A, a real uh, fair assessment and you know obviously recency bias plays into it a little bit but uh i'm excited to do that too but let's get into our news uh there's always marvel news on the horizon i have some news kelsey has some news and then i have a little other bit to share but uh kelsey what is your news of the week um in the marvel stratosphere so i know we talked about this a little bit with our spider-man no way home review but they yeah. did release the dr strange multiverse okay Whoa. there it is <laughs> the spite okay oh take <laughs> let, me three. Get, <laughs> let me get myself together okay okay it's doctor a season finale strange. right we're gonna have a fun time we're gonna have fun <laughs> the doctor strange multiverse of madness trailer there it is 
was released like to the public, anyone right. who didn't see the movie. So I just wanted to talk a little bit more in depth on this trailer, some things cool. that we saw, some things that I'm excited about, um, you know, things like that, because we didn't, you know, it happened right at the end of the movie. I was still processing No Way Home. And then we had to process an end credit scene and then a trailer. So there was a lot going on at the right. end of Spider-Man right. No Way Home. So I'm glad yeah. we, I got to watch this again. So... Uh, we start off with a shot of, well, we hear uh, Wong's warning from the movie, which was don't cast that spell. So we know right. that Multiverse of Madness directly relates to what went on in No Way Home. Um, mm -hmm. We see a shot of, uh, it looks like it's snowing outside. So that makes me think that maybe it even takes, it picks up right where No Way Home left off because it's snowing, Christmas time, et cetera, yep. et cetera. Yep, yep, yep. Um, we see a shot of his broken watch from the first movie. Um, yeah, and, and it looks like how Sanctum was snowing uh, before in No Way Home. It looks now it looks like it's flooding in in this trailer. There's a bunch of water everywhere. It looks like one of the portals to one of the different many terrains mm -hmm. uh, has been broken um we see a shot of wanda's hand because we we know her magic we know we know our girl wanda Maxwell <laughs> by now we MVP see a shot of christine palmer getting married um right. to, whether or not it's to dr street stephen strange himself we don't know um i'm gonna take a guess and say that it's that he, they're not getting married uh, yeah i'm gonna take a gander probably, yeah yeah nope, nope. no way else. Because things just don't work out that well for our yeah, heroes. Yeah, because every, every movie needs the Venom uh, plot line of, like, gotta steal your girl back. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then we, what I thought was super, super cool was that we got the R Marvel intro where, you know, the comic book reveals the name mm -hmm. and, and everything. We see all of our heroes in, in, like, the letters. We see our classic Marvel intro, but it's all broken. It almost looks like we're looking at it through like a kaleidoscope kind of feeling because right. you know it's, it's a multiverse everything's like poking through to our reality yeah. and we actually see it's like past versions of the intro from right. like the past like, so it's like, like literally past like before mcu even like fantastic yeah. four which could be a wink i don't know i don't want to speculate obviously oh okay um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't even thinking that far. I was just thinking like, oh, in different timelines when like the logo was still like right. that, like font and that style and everything. Mm -hmm. I just thought yeah. that it was a really cool detail for them to include. Sure. Um, we see that Wanda has taken up um, a, a, a new pastime uh, post Westview. She seems to be working on an orchard, doing some gardening. This is very reminiscent of uh, Thanos in Endgame, who also did some gardening after he messed with an entire planet. In Wanda's case, it was just an entire town. Yep. Um, and Dr. Stephen Strange shows up. He and Wanda's totally anticipating that he was going to be there at some point to address the Westview uh elephant in the room but he's not there to talk about westview he's there to ask her about the multiverse of madness and i'm wondering oh well it's, it doesn't matter it's neither here yeah. nor there i'm tired of speculating about what i was gonna say yeah Specu speculation uh, we, we will keep the speculation as as small as possible because i feel like that was the one big gripe we have with both no way home and just like our satisfaction with some of these finales and we'll even talk about it with this Hawkeye finale. So um, yeah, maybe sure. we'll hold off on like actual speculation, but yeah, totally. And 
then we see that our grand villain for this uh, movie is evidently going to be the ant, what I'm calling the anti-Doctor Strange, this evil version of him. Uh, and we're getting the movie in May 2022. It is cool. not rated. The only thing that I have to say about this in, in terms of like what I liked about it, what I didn't like about it, Dill, mm -hmm. is that I feel like it didn't come across as a horror movie. Yeah, I that's my really number one. Thing. It on that. Yeah, and not even just horror. Not even just horror, but like Sam Raimi himself. Like he's made movies that aren't horror, like the original Spider-Man trilogy and like Oz the Great and Powerful. But he still has like a distinct style. And even in his horror, there's like a camp horror going on. Like it's like very campy, but also very horror. There's a lot of great practical effects going on. I just feel like hearing Sam Raimi going into the MCU, I was like, the MCU is very much not practical. Like, like everything's CGI. Like I was already interested to see how he would handle that. But like, I wasn't getting a lot of Sam Raimi vibes from the, the trailer itself. Like the actual tone didn't seem anything different than like our normal average MCU. Um, it's not like black Panther where immediately I was like, Oh, this is a Ryan Coogler movie. Like it's very clear. He has his stamp on this or like even Thor Ragnarok with Taika Waititi. It's like, I didn't like watch it saying, Oh, this is a Raimi movie. I was like, Oh, this is just another MCU movie, which, you know, it's cut by the same people, the trailers. So like it very well could end up being a really, really cool uh, masterpiece, you know, Sam Raimi film, but uh, I'm a little worried because I also know they went through reshoots and I'm ho hoping they lean into the horror vibe because there is nothing like that. WandaVision was probably the closest thing to that. And that he didn't even, you know, go the full mile with horror. So um, I'm, I'm a little, uh, I don't want to say pessimistic, but I, I'm a little a little cautious about this one just because, you know, it, it's a lot. Mm. The multiverse is a big thing and I just don't want them to lose control. Um, and you're right. Like, I want a little bit more horror, a little bit more spook factor. I hope we get more of that. Um, but mm. it makes sense with the Spider-Man, you know, showing it at the end of Spider-Man. Maybe they wanted to make it more family friendly trailer. I have no idea. But I don't know. I do yeah, got to say maybe, Mor maybe. Mordo, Mordo looks cool with the dreads. I really like what he's yeah. going on, what's going on with his hair. Um, so I'm excited to see him also just get more to do, uh, more dough, more to do uh, in the MCU and, and just in, in this movie. Um, any other thoughts on the, on the trailer? I wish we saw Rachel McAdams' face for more than a split second, but, you know, yeah. that is what it is. Yeah. A I face mean, that beautiful like, does not need to be hidden for, you know, the trailer. But Like I said, Dill, I don't need trailers who want to go see these films. So. Me too, yeah. You know, and they they fake us out so much with trailers right. that it's almost like we're we're just getting like a very like a nugget of what is yeah. going to go down in this film. I honestly wish I saw Wong more. He's like yeah, me too. Favorite. Well, because he's also well, I don't want to say anything because Spider Man spoilers, but like he has a bigger role than I think we sure. all expected. So um, <laughs> yeah, I, I will say though, like yeah, some yeah. trailers, some trailers are very misleading. I mean, Scooby Doo, this crap was like the worst line in that trailer, and Scooby Doo, the shit in the context of the movie makes more sense. So. Uh, just changing one one word, one curse word, I guess, can do it. Oh, there it is. There's the mic. Um, so, sorry. You were just... <laughs> it was fun. No, anyway. I, sorry. My news. Um, yeah, overall, yeah. I like the trailer. But my news, uh, before I get to this little thing that I've been, like, talking about. Um, Spider-Man, uh, Sony just an announced that they are going to run a Oscar campaign for Spider-Man. And not just for sound and visuals and all that. But they're running an actual Best Picture campaign for it. So, that's pretty awesome. Um Okay. Yes, which means it's because usually a big studio will say, well, these films aren't going to really get nominated for Best Picture. We'll campaign them in like the visual effects or the sound categories. But like, that's all like Endgame, I don't think was, you know, it might have been, but 
Disney doesn't really push their films too much for best picture stuff. They obviously did for Black Panther and it worked really well, but um, a lot of people were wondering if Sony would do the same for Spider-Man because, you know, it's not Disney, so you don't have that extra push. And Sony decided they were going to push Spider-Man. They're going to try to get it a best picture nomination. They're going to campaign their asses off. I think it's a little late to be starting a campaign considering nominations are the beginning of February, so you only have like a month, but it's a huge movie. It's making a lot of money. It was it crossed mm-hmm. $1 billion this weekend. So, uh, you know, that's huge. We haven't seen a movie wow. like that since Endgame. Like, I don't even think Star Wars, the last Star Wars hit that. So it's obviously got the box office. If it's getting the word of mouth, if it's getting the good reviews, if it's getting the hype, uh, maybe it'll end up being an Oscar nominee for Best <laughs> Picture, which will be crazy. I can already see it getting into, like, maybe a sound category, maybe visual effects, even though, you know, I, I'm much more of a practical effect versus CGI guy anyway, but like mm-hmm. it could very well get into those categories. So, um, but big best picture. I mean, that'd be huge. I, I, I don't see it happening only because I just, I feel like you need so many other films to make the film as impactful as it is. Like you can't mm-hmm. just go in having never seen a Spider-Man movie. Whereas like Black Panther, I feel like you could kind of just go into it blind, having never seen a superhero movie and still gotten something from it. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if the, the campaign works because if Spider-Man No Way Home is a Oscar nominee, that's definitely going to bring a lot of uh, viewers to the Oscars, which is going to be big. So yeah, um, yeah, that's I don't true. know. Th- thoughts on that, Kels? Do you think it, <laughs> it should or, well, I mean, I don't want to spoil your ranking at the end of the show, but like, do you see this being like an actual contender for best picture? I honestly don't know. I haven't seen a lot. I feel like I haven't seen a lot of movies that are in the running. Like Oscar this year bait, yeah. 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 Although I did just watch, you know what I watched yesterday, Dill? Don't watch? look up. Did you like it? Did you see it? Had, I saw it? it. I saw it and I did not like it. <laughs> you didn't like it? I thought no. it was cool. I, I thought it was a very interesting message that they made very clear in the first 40 minutes and then needed to drag out for two more hours and be and keep hammering us over the head with. Um, yeah, politicians okay. suck, the pe- press sucks, the public sucks, the media sucks, and we're all doomed. And it was very much like they just kind of kept saying that over and over and over again. I was like, okay, like I get the point. Um, it, the acting was great, though. I like the acting. Jonah the Hill acting was awesome. Is, the, God, Jonah Hill was irritating. Um, exactly. Honestly... I I honestly really enjoyed Leo. I I yeah, really it's a very different performance in this yeah. movie. Um, I really liked the editing style. I thought that it was cool that okay. yeah. it, like it would you know jump around a lot and go back. See to that. Different- I think that's like a you gotta like Adam McKay style and you obviously do I I, I don't like that style and that's just okay. me I think that's just a matter of taste so I think yeah sure. it's very jarring very all over the place like people are mid-conversation yeah. they're and then it'll cut it, yeah. or mid-song that fucking no, song I... was so good but um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little on the nose though that song but right, I think yeah, that, I, that was the I, point yeah I, I think the, the on the nose thing people are saying they don't like it because it's so on the nose I, I don't think that's a fair critique because like it's very clear it's meant to be on the nose it just seemed like mm. they were just kind of recycling the same message over and over but like yeah that that's another film that could get on best picture too so uh between that and spider-man I mean who do you think wins <laughs> probably don't look up yeah I no, don't I know I feel Oscar-y like film. I I, I have the same concerns that you do do where it's like I'm thinking about like the Academy watching No Way Spider-Man No Way Home and yeah, trying to appreciate it. it for what it is out of context from the other Spider-Man movies and yeah. the and the MCU and I just don't mm-hmm. see them vibing with it as much as we did. Like obviously it was exciting to us and exciting to like a lot of fans that, you know, like someone yeah. we know grew yeah. up with the Sam Raimi films by like yeah. the same Raimi Spider-Man films, the Andrew Garfield films and now like the MCU. It's yeah. like obviously it's it's so exciting to those people, but 
yeah, outside of context, I, I don't think I don't people see it being go yeah. crazy for it. Yeah, I, I think it's cool that they're running a campaign. They're going to try, but I don't see it paying off. We'll see. Uh, I'd like to be proven wrong because it's just cool to get like a different movie in the lineup. Something that's sure. Unique, like, yeah, totally. Um, anyway, I'm not I was saying talking- I. I I'm definitely fighting for it. Like it'd be yeah, fun. no, like I, yeah, it'd be fun. Um, anyway, I got this gift from my brother for Christmas. It's like okay. we went to this convention <laughs> and like they were giving out these little uh, cups that have like three buttons, five stickers, and one keychain. They're all Marvel things. And he goes, "Open it up." And I said, "Why don't I wait till the podcast? I'll open it up on the podcast and just see what stickers we have." There's a Groot on the outside, so like Groot is on the cup itself. But I I've not you. opened this. I've not opened this cup yet. I figured it'd be a fun thing to do. Um, so let's start with the stickers. We're getting five stickers. So, all right. Oh, Deadpool. I got a little Deadpool. That's cute. My brother That's said cute. Deadpool was actually pretty rare. So I'm actually kind of excited about that. He said wow. Deadpool, Spider- Deadpool and Spider-Man were like the two rare ones. So there you go. Um, oh, there's our girl, Captain Marvel. Cool. Nice. Cool. Cool. Okay. This is, um, oh my God, Nakia. I think this is Nakia or is it? Yeah. No, that's Shuri. That is Shuri. Okay, I, I wasn't I wasn't sure because of the costume. Um and then oh oh T'Challa himself. There's Black mm, Panther. Nice. Rest, rest in peace. And huh, Okoye. So I got the little Black Panther trio there. That's pretty cool. That's um, awesome. Let's see this keychain. Oh, it's a little Groot keychain. That's pretty cool. Oh, I Very love him. Cute. I like this. Like this is a fun little gift because it's oh, here are the buttons. Okay. I keep on giving. A Deadpool button, very much nice. like that one. That's cool. That's cool. A Black Panther button, yeah. That's cool. harder to see with the light. And then, ooh, is this Mantis? Ooh, I actually like that ooh. one too. So, yeah, thanks, Jake. That was a fun little gift. Um, yeah, some nice little buttons, a nice keychain, some stickers. Um, I also got yeah. a new T-shirt for Christmas. It's there a One Division T-shirt. There so I've um, added it to my rotation of t-shirts that I wear. Very cool. I got some podcast. new ones. I got some new ones too. This was made by my friend, Rachel. <laughs> I'm sporting it here. The three Spider-Man meme it has nothing to do with no way home. Don't worry. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there's a, a, a plethora of t-shirts I got for, for Marvel. So I'm excited to wear them as the, as the weeks go on, even though we won't be here next week. Cause we're on a break. Um, just like Ross and Rachel. Um, so <laughs> get it, get it. Yes. <laughs> anyway, let, let's get into can these I, episodes. We're already 18 minutes. Rant about something real, oh real boy. fast. Still, you're gonna rant about Ross. I just, no, no. Because yeah, I'm the Ross here, Monica. That would really hurt my feelings. Absolutely not. I would never come for Ross like that. I agree with him. I think I, I think they were, they were on a break. Even, yeah. even Jennifer Aniston herself has been like, yeah, they were on a break. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> so they were. I don't know. They're broken up. They, you can do whatever you they want. They were fully. Mm-hmm. So I just, I cannot believe. I mean, I knew, like the spoilers and like the no way home talk and like memes and everything was like going to be bad, especially like on TikTok. But the yeah. amount of times I see oh like actual God. footage from the movie that people are filming, like in theaters, like that's illegal. Yeah. We <laughs> won't, we won't I, spoil anything, but like, honestly, if you've been on TikTok and you have not seen any spoilers and you haven't seen the movie good on you because they're everywhere. You're, they are you're a everywhere. warrior among people. And they don't give warnings. It's just like literally you'll swipe and it'll just be like, boom, there's a cameo you didn't know. And it's like, what are you doing? Everything. Like, why too, are not, you not just filming? Like, yeah. Why are you filming the movie in the movie? Like, that's so dumb. Like, don't don't do that. It's like, if you're not an AMC member, you pay so much money to see those things. Like, why are you wasting your money staring at your phone? Stare at the fucking yeah. screen. Sorry, I'm cursing. But like, yeah, no, it's, it's whatever. Okay. It's an explicit 
podcast stare at the fucking screen <laughs> you paid to see this movie you know yeah. you don't have the luxury of like just strolling in oh i'm just gonna videotape like you paid money for this like watch the fucking movie uh it's like when people it's just go something to, like, that's really yeah. upset me yeah because it, i'm like, like yeah anyway um Let's anyway, get two episodes. Yeah, because we still got episodes. two whole we got two whole episodes in a ranking to hit yeah, on. Yeah, we do. It's gonna be a little bit of a longer episode, but we don't care. We love to talk. It's we the last episode here. of the year. Yeah, it's if you don't watch it, we, at least we'll have fun talking. You know. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is for us now. No, it is for you though, everyone. Like, please listen. <laughs> anyway, keep going, Kels. Uh, I apologize, I'm coughing so much. No, are you feeling okay? You're you're good. No, I'm okay. feeling. I'm gonna keep fine checking in with you. Okay. It's right. literally just this cough, so I'm right, so right. sorry that you. Have no, to it's fine. I mean, it's. It's, it's it's i'm just making sure you're okay um all, all right, right so hawkeye episode, episode five, five. yeah ronan all right let me flip to my synopsis real quick okay pages At- of notes oh i pages sure today <laughs> in my spider-man notebook yep. uh after going their separate ways okay after going their separate ways kate and clint both make interesting discoveries pertaining to jack and the jumpsuit mafia we find out who hired yelena to kill clint and we and who the big guy is that's right we do find out and we will get there when we get there but uh mm-hmm. a very interesting cliffhanger uh, you know i i like how we're talking about these two episodes together because i feel like they do work together as a pair of episodes. Then yeah. like, you know, like I feel like if we had talked about this episode on zone last week, we wouldn't have had much to say just cause it's like, yeah, no, we're, they're telling us what we're going to get in the finale. And then like, now let's get there. Um, but there's mm-hmm. still stuff to talk about. So let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about some of these scenes. Kels. So we start with a cold open. It is 2018. We are somewhere mountainous and snowy. Maybe Russia, perhaps I'm not sure. Um, but we're, we're doing a little catch up with, Yelena since yeah. the last time we had saw her before seeing her in the series was in Black Widow and we know that her main mission has been to track down Black Widows and uh give them the antidote so that they can break free from the spell that they're under from right. Durakov. Um okay so she finds um this woman named Anna she her and her and this other former black widow try to give her the antidote to wake her up um i just love this moment where the the girl like chucks like the the teacup at her and yelena doesn't even flinch like it doesn't <laughs> even like phase her at all she just she's just so stoic and, and badass she's super yeah. super cool yeah, no she is the best character i mean no, i know i'm getting a little bit ahead of myself but she is my favorite phase four character so far like i i think yes yeah. Because it's hard to say with Kate because we've only seen Kate for one series and Makari for one movie. But like those mm-hmm. are my top three. And like she has now been in two things. And I can confidently say she's been my favorite part of everything she's done. So, uh, yeah, big fan of hers. I can't wait to see more of her. But anyway, carry on. I just wanted to gush about Florence Pugh because when am I not, you know? Yeah. No, nope. I'm right there with you. I totally <laughs> get it. So we find out the big reveal in this cold open is that Yelena did blip. She was one of. She was one of the half of the population that got dusted for five years. Mm. We see how these people come back in real, in like real time, almost like yeah. we, we saw it with Monica in WandaVision. Now we're seeing it with Yelena, excuse me. And she is seemingly in the exact same position. But as we know, it's five years later, she's back in the bathroom of the girl Anna's house. And she, Anna starts talking to her. She's like, Oh, like now you can do like freelance stuff. Like there's like, there's, 
all these different opportunities you can take on now that you're not a widow anymore, like yada, yada, yada. And Elaine is like, take a minute. I just realized <laughs> that I just lost half, like five right. years of my life. I have no idea what's going on. And right, right now, all I want to do is find my sister. She needs to get to Natasha. Oh, Obviously, we all know what happened to Natasha in yeah. those five years that, that she was gone. That crushed my heart. Like, really did. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. man. Like, like I don't I don't even think we'll see the reaction of her crying, finding out about it. But I just, like, mm-hmm. in, in my heart, I was like, oh, fuck. And it's like, we don't even need to. It's like, no. hearing her just say that was enough for everyone right. to just go, oh, like, yeah, right yeah. to the heart, you know? Yeah. That was tough, tough, tough. So our intro happens. It's scene one. Okay, so Kate is just arriving home from her big battle with Clint. He had just told her basically to fuck off and that, you know, she needs her to be safe and he can't, she can't be a part of this mission anymore because it's just getting out of hand. It's getting too dangerous. And her and her mom have this, have this like really deep talk about how, you know, Kate tries to be superhero, even though she's not. And, uh, she always believed that she could be a part of the Avengers one day. She really thought that she could do anything. And her mom tells her that, you know, you just got to find your right path. I, I know your heart's in the right place, but yeah. your lifestyle's just way too reckless, essentially. And Kay comes clean to her about the everything that she's found on Jack. She's like, I believe that Jack killed Armand. He's running this company that's funding this tracksuit mafia. He's a bad dude. Mom, you need to you need to look into him. And and yeah. Kate's mom, you know, takes takes that as she as she can, as best she can. <laughs> yeah. So now we're catching up with Kazi and Maya. Can I just say I really like Kazi. I don't know why. There's something yeah, about him. Yeah, it's interesting because like he takes a lot of turns in the show. You think he's mm-hmm. kind of like good and just doing it because he, you know, has to, but then you also yeah. see that he is kind of indebted to the cause. It's it's a weird uh, arc, yeah. but I like it. Like it's he's a, a complicated character. character. Yeah, yeah, I like how they're giving one of these tracksuits a little bit more personality, so they're not all just these generic doofuses. You know what I mean? Because we see in this moment, he does tell my. He's like, "We need to stop this. Like, this is going to get us killed. Like, right. finding Ronan is like is it's a dead end." So we do see that he took Clint's advice to you uh-huh. know try to be get in Maya's ear and tell her to stop chasing Ronan. But a, a set and evidently he says, "Fine, I'll finish help, helping you hunt down Ronan." But then after that, we're you know we're done. We just have to. Yeah. do what we're told essentially no more rogue missions for for us and i still don't understand the relationship are they siblings or are they cousins who you talk Ka- uh, what's his name Kazi and maya i would like to believe they are uh i don't know because it's not his dad that died no too. no it's it's not okay. no or otherwise they would have had some <coughs> it's got to be a cousin or even just like a fr- i don't even know if they're related are they well, they they refer to their uncle. It's their collective uncle. Yeah, but I wonder if it's like a like uncle like not by blood. You know what I mean? Like like, uh, like you're like, like when I have kids, you're gonna be Aunt Kelsey. But like you're not my actual sister. But like yeah, see there we go. Char- charming Christmas moments. No, but like that's what I'm saying. Like like my close friends will be like like Aunt Kelsey, my my friend Uncle Zach. You know, but they're not mm. actual blood. Um, okay. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's just like the uncle to the mafia. Yeah, like he's like he's, he's everyone's uncle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's what I'm leaning okay. toward, but I don't know. I don't know. Okay. 
So now we're back at Kate's burnt down apartment that she still has just like not done anything about uh, since burning down. And we see that Yelena has been waiting for her. Uh, yeah. She's like, I made mac and cheese. You took too long. I got hungry. I came here to talk. And Kate is very skeptical of this person, Yelena, being that she broke into her apartment and she's she was just trying to kill her and Clint a second ago so she doesn't know what to come what to make of this person in her apartment but Yelena you know says that hey if I wanted to kill you you'd be dead by now so just talk to me because obviously I'm not here to kill you Kate agrees to talk to her we see Clint we cut really quickly to Clint going to Grills's apartment to you know have find somewhere to rest up from his big battle um and we're right back at Kate's apartment so Kate's like, what do you, what do you want? What are, what are we doing here? And Yelena's like, oh my God, it is my first time in New York. I've been wanting to see all these different places, but I know you grew up here. So I know that you know where I should be actually sightseeing. She just wants sightseeing advice. She's yeah. so funny. She, uh, she really balances the like funny, like, oh, I'm a regular person. I'm having conversations. And also like, I could kill you any minute. Like, it's really a interesting yeah. balance. It shows a great menace and power, but also like a relatability. I, I love that character. Again, that's number two. Take yeah. a shot every time I say it, because I love that character so much. Uh, this was yeah. definitely my favorite scene in this in this whole episode, was this oh, yeah. exchange. Well, that is crazy. It's already a TikTok sound. Yeah. What? That yeah. is crazy. Whoa. Yeah, yeah she's so funny. <laughs> she's so uh, funny. Yelena reveals that she knows a lot about Kate Bishop, as she refers to her as throughout this entire series. Um, she says uh, she's a senior in college. So we now know that she's either like 20 or 21. Um, yeah. Still too old for Peter Parker. Um, she has <laughs> yeah, a 3.8. She's a 3.8 GPA, so she's a smarty pants. We should have seen that coming. She seems to be an overachiever in everything that she nice. does. And then, and that she's a double major. So I wonder what she's double majoring in. How fun for Kate Bishop. But we don't get to know because Kate does cut her off and is like, so what What do you really want from me? And and Yelena says like, yeah. oh, like I'm just so casually. She's like, no, I'm here to kill Clint. Like that is, that is my mission. And uh, Kate... You know, she tries to defend Clint as best she can. She says, him killing Natasha doesn't make any sense. They were friends. He's a great guy. He he protects me. Yeah. He looks out for me. Yelena's mm -hmm. like, no, she he just looks out for himself, for his reputation. Like, this has nothing to do with you. And Kate says something really interesting to Yelena that I think comes back in later in the in the at the end of this episode. She says, right. I think you should be asking, you know who hired you who like fed all this information to you that Clint is a bad guy because clearly you don't know uh Clint and neither does the person who hired you because they wouldn't be asking you to take to, you know to kill this man yeah. um and you know Yelena may or may not takes K up on her advice stay tuned yeah, well, yeah, well, stay tuned. Uh, like 10 minutes later <laughs> so then we uh cut back to kate going back to her mom's house and jack is getting arrested and he's being quite smug about it he's not taking it very seriously at all i can't get yeah. a read on either of them in this moment you know uh, eleanor is there she's watching 
Jack get arrested. He's very cool, calm, and collected about yeah. it. He's like, oh, I'll be out by the Christmas party. See you there. Yeah, th- this show did a good job of like making this <laughs> be like, are they in on it? What is their deal? Do they know each mm-hmm. other's deal? What What is Jack's deal? And I, I we'll talk about the payoff later, but like, it, it's very yeah. interesting what direction they take it. Uh, and I gotta say, I called it, but yeah. Uh, anyway, and you do <laughs> being so modest and humble about it. <laughs> so then we cut to um, an, a heartbreaking scene where Clint goes mm. to visit the plaque for the Battle of New York, um, mm. where he takes this moment to talk to Natasha, and he basically says, "Like I, you know, like you were always a stubborn one. You were always the one who had to win, and you did that. You, you know, you did this all for stupid Orange Rock, and right. there's." Like, I'm still mad at you for it, but, you know, I, I have to come to terms with the fact that I have to forgive you. I have to forgive myself. Uh, your sister has to forgive me, but I don't uh, know that that's coming yet. And he ends his little monologue with, and I need you to forgive me for what I'm about to do. So we know that shit is about to go down. Yeah. Uh, we have this one scene where Kit, uh, co I... I knew I was going to do that. I was going to c- keep combining their names the entire time and say Kit. like, like Clay or something. I don't even or, know. No, never mind. <laughs> yeah, no, don't even go there because oh, I've always said that so many times. <laughs> I'm tripping up over the double K's that yeah, okay. sounds happening yeah, here. Yeah, 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 there's, okay, I got you. There's this, a scene where Kate <laughs> calls Clint a lot. She's leaving him a lot of voicemails. <sighs> Okay, and then we see a shot of two of the tracksuit mafia guys in their little truck. Uh, an arrow gets shot through the windshield, and there's a little message on this on this trick arrow, and it says, uh, "It's it's a message to buy, and it says, meet me where you first met Ronan." So we know that we're going back to the um, Fat Man Auto uh, Shop, body right. auto body shop, or whatever it is. Um, Clint first has a moment where he updates his wife on what's been going on. Um, mm-hmm. He says he's going to end this before the big the big guy gets involved. So we're still in the dark about who this big guy might be. But oh come on, were we really in the dark? Like I mean, it, it just, I don't it just know. So obvious by the time it, I mean, like that's one of the things about this episode. I'm like, they made it so obvious. The big guy. Big fat man's auto shop. You know, like <laughs> All uncle right. who we can't see the face, but laugh sounds exactly like Vincent D'Onofrio. I was like, "All right, okay." So we're at the car dealership. We're at the fat man car dealership, and Clint goes full Ronin. And honestly, Dill, I was into it. I was like, "Yeah, he's he's a talented guy. He's a good spy. He's a good swordsman. Like he, he it was great. I I really liked it because you know what? I I just like." I dislike how Clint is kind of like in a gray area. It feels like it feels like his, his character has always been in a gray area. It's like, he's not the funny one. He's not the cute one. He's not the morally righteous one. He's just there. So I love it (laughs) when he like picks a side and like does something crazy. Like, yes, just like commit to either side. That's (laughs) why I think him becoming Ronin was like the most interesting thing that, happened to his character yeah. because well, i was watching some clips uh back uh, to this week just getting ready for trivia and stuff and uh, being like uh watching some clips and my mom goes hawkeye looks kind of old and this was like 
Age of Ultron. Like I was like, he is like, because <laughs> even like Iron Man, he he's older, but he carries himself a lot more younger. Like he, he fits better, I think. Like Hawkeye always sure. came across as like kind of the dad of the group, but like not like a moral compass dad, like a Nick Fury, but like literally like this dad who's just tagging along with them. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a mean way, but like he's never been like a standout character, and that's why it's not I said Jeremy Renner's fault. It's like no. they, when they wrote him no. way back in 2012, like they just like did not put any sort of personality yeah. attached yeah. to the character of Hawkeye. Yeah, and, and I, think I will admit because- it carries over well- a little bit just in terms of his <laughs> energy. Like I still. I still left this series, and we'll talk about it when we finish this whole recap, but I left this series much more into a lot of the other characters than Clint himself. Sure, and I think that's just, sure. like, the nature of the character itself. I don't think he's supposed... It's kind of the Black Widow syndrome of, like, everyone was leaving that saying it was either Yelena or the Red Guardian being their favorite roles. I think it's the same exact mm-hmm. thing here, where it's like, you're leaving this role, this show, thinking either Yelena or Kate Bishop were the best, not Hawkeye. You know, no one's sure. leaving this being like, oh my god, Clint, though? Yeah, you know what I mean? But I still think that he's having some good moments though. No, no, he this is his best he's done. But I'm saying it's a little too yeah. little too late, you know, and he's sure, overshadowed sure. by and he just has so many other great people around him, you know. It, you but know, I also it's not like yeah. I almost blame it on the fact that like I feel like when they were writing Age of uh, not even Age of Ultron, like the first Avengers, they knew yeah. that Clint was going to be compromise and that loki was going to brainwash him so they didn't have to give him like a personality to this role because he was just going to be like you know a mindless zombie for most of the film and then Mm -hmm. once he's finally like out of it it's like well i feel like i don't even know this character because the first time i ever saw him loki brainwashed him so i don't know i'm i'm just saying like i don't want people to think that we're like knocking jeremy renner's i mean performance we're we're essentially pseudo movie critics when we talk about these things like we gotta be able to critique for better or worse and and you know like he he was not ever the most exciting part of anything he's done that's not to say he's bad obviously he's good um you know Mm -hmm. he he got some good moments Uh, but yeah this moment especially like going back to what we were talking about like this is a good moment for him like this is where i'm finally like okay like this is what I want to see from a character like this, you know. This is also like this was also a really strong scene in this episode when he yeah. finally, you know, him and Maya fight. He finally, like, you know, knocks her down. He overpowers her. He reveals himself to be Ronan, and he's yeah. like, "I wanted to show you my face," and she's like, "Why?" So you can just like watch me kill, like you kill me or or yeah. whatever she says. And he's like, "No, like I need to explain to you something. If you come for me or my family, it'll be the last thing you do." And I need you to know that the right. only reason I was there that night is because I was hired to take like your the leader of the jumpsuit mafia hired me to kill your father. They wanted him dead. And obviously that's some tough news for Maya to process. She oh, overpowers course. she overpowers Clint. And before she can, you know, give give him the final blow, uh Boom, Kate Bishop's there with an with a bow and arrow to save Always. the day. Always um, saving the day. Always. She, yeah. She calls an Uber nice. to get them out of there. That's her whole escape uh route. But it was a good scene. It was Yeah. I yeah, definitely a standout. A solid moment. action scene. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So then Maya, knowing this newfound information about her father and her uncle and whoever else might be involved, takes this to Kazi and interrogates him about that night. He's like, why weren't you there? Like what, 
And he's like, oh, I guess I just like didn't get the call that night. And she's like, hmm, something. So now Maya has let it up to Kazi that she smells something fishy in the air. This is going to come back and bite her in the butt later. Um, Kate tells Clint about Yelena. She reveals to him that it is, in fact, Natasha's sister. And we know that Clint, this is a name Clint has heard before. He's yep. like, oh, Yelena, this is definitely a character that I have been told about. So this yeah. is something. And, I, and watching back Black Widow, she has heard about him, too. I did watch and, and you know, Nat talks about Clint. Because um, remember, they're in their hiding oh. spot in like the train station when they're running yeah. from the yeah, 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 And yeah. she does say, Clint and I hit in here. Because I know there was like a question a few weeks ago of like, oh, do they know each other? Do they know of each other? Have they seen each other? I think she's always heard of Clint, hadn't seen him until she saw the picture. Um, well, she must have seen him just because of Avengers stuff, but like she must have like really clicked that that was who it was when Valentina shows her. Um, and I'm under the impression, we'll, we'll get to it later, but with like who exactly hired Yelena for this. Um, but yeah. yeah. The, yeah, so, because, so there you go, folks. Answers. They know of each other. Being yes. answered. Um, yes. And obviously the big reveal at the end of this episode. So Yelena reaches out to Kate and says, hey, I found out who hired me because she did take her up on her advice. She was like, you know what? Maybe Kate Bishop's right. Maybe I should find out like who actually put out this hit for Clint Barton. And it turned out to be none other than... Eleanor Bishop, Kate's mother, who we then see is in a meeting with Kingpin. That's right. Uh, We've seen it coming for so long. Um, (laughs) This was my big question, leaving the episode. And I've talked about it with other people, not you, because I keep forgetting it's been two weeks. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But what, like, I thought it was Valentina who hired her. To kill Clint. Yes. That's why yes. I'm confused. Is it that Valentina is uh, working for Kate's mom? Is it also, or is it that they're all working for Kingpin and like she brought it out and she was like, hey, this is your next assignment. She's almost like the Herald. She's the one who goes and delivers the news of here's who your target is. Go report back to Eleanor or Kingpin. Like, I really don't know. It's weird because I was ex- fully expecting it to be Valentina, but yeah. it was yeah. not, you know? Yeah. It was Eleanor. I, I know. So I've had a lot of time to meditate with this. Please tell us your theory. Yes. This is what I think. I think that Valentina almost kind of operates as now John Walker. And now we know Yelena's kind of agent where a casting director calls Valentina and is like, Hey, I need a black widow assassin. And she's like, Oh, perfect. I've got one of those. Here's her headshot and resume like kind of thing. Right. Where, and if you're not following my analogy because you're not a theater no. person or whatever, I, mean, I think it's like, profession, yeah. like, I think that Valentina was very much like the messenger, like almost yeah. like the coordinator between someone who wants an assassin and she's like, oh, I'm the person that knows an assassin. Here's an assassin. Okay. Now I get a cut of like whatever now- happens next. Now let's talk about the actual timeline of it because does okay. Eleanor want to hire someone to kill Clint after she sees Clint with Kate? Is it all in the span of that few days that she's like, oh, I need to get rid of this guy? Or did, has Eleanor had a thing against Clint from before Clint even met Kate? Because when, well, yeah, it's weird to me. Like, has she always just wanted Clint before he even met Kate? Is it because she thinks he's a bad influence on Kate? I don't know. Like, cause it makes sense to me that she's doing it to protect Kate. She hires someone to get Clint. 
but it's just a weird timeline. Like that was the one question yeah, I had. No. It was like it was it was very weird, isn't it? Like no, I, it's all I happening so fast because he's only in Christmas for the week for the holidays. So it's like she must yeah. have known he was coming. Like, what are the odds that the lady who hired Honestly, a hit on him would yeah, her daughter would be hanging out with him? It just it, it all feels a little too circumstantial and coincidental while not yeah, really being totally. explained it's just we're just meant to believe it I, I don't know it was weird to me it was a weird plot loop so, thing so here's here's my new theory right okay so All i right. think well no because i totally get what you're saying like this is totally yeah. off um like timeline wise because we see valentina and Elena with the ipad at the end of black widow and it's like yeah. somewhere sunny it doesn't look like it's anywhere near like christmas time or anything so and it's it like, seems like she's already been to the grave before it doesn't feel like her first trip yeah so it's not right after yeah. the blip so we've gotten that right yes so here's what i think i think that because eleanor i keep like messing up and almost wanted to say yelena when i say eleanor and vice versa eleanor i think that because she's we know because of the conversation at the beginning of of the next episode that her and Kingpin have been having a, a business partner relationship for a while now. She's right. been paying off a debt that the husband owed since 2012 when the husband died. She's been paying right. off this debt. This is almost now a 10-year debt that mm -hmm. she's been paying to Kingpin. So somewhere along the line, Kingpin could have just said to her at some point, all right, now we need to like go after each one of these Avengers because they keep messing mm. with my business. Clint Barton is on the hit list. I need you to, you know, take care of him. And gotcha. then it could have been, you know, a long time ago or whenever the same time that Black Widow is happening, let's just say for argument's sake, where Eleanor got in touch with Valentina to be like, I need a Black Widow assassin to take this person out. Um, yeah, that checks. So maybe... So Hawkeye was a target before he even met Kate, which makes it yeah. just such a coincidence that her daughter so ends up hanging out with the hanging out with the guy that she's been targeting. Yeah, it's a little weird for me, but um, I can forgive it just because it's you know. Maybe we'll get an explanation. Maybe at, at a, on know. a later date. On well, I don't Yelena know. date. Yelena date. <laughs> All these names: Yelena, Eleanor, Yelenor, Clint, Kate. Yeah. Kurt, I'm not gonna say it um yeah crazy uh let's transition to episode six though because this kind of transitions yeah, right yeah, yeah. Into what happens next the good news is is that oh my god this is crazy the episode six like oh the god, last this scene. is crazy oh wow. my god what is going on this is crazy okay episode six so this is christmas is the title Yay. of this episode this is my is. very lame synopsis for it because <laughs> it's hard to sum up everything that went down in this episode. I mean, it's it's every is. finale. It's a final battle. <laughs> that's that's what yep. it is. <laughs> it, it is. It's our third yeah. act. It's Christmas Eve, <laughs> and it's Clint and Kate's last chance to put a stop to Yelena and the tracksuit mafia before Christmas Day. There you go. Yeah, okay. that race against the clock that I knew was coming. You got to get home by Dear. Christmas. Yeah. So we open up with uh, the conversation between Eleanor and Kingpin. Uh, we find out about the debt that she's been owing and that, you know, she's kind of done. She's like, I paid this off in tenfold. I really don't want to be involved in this anymore. 
my duty to like, I'm done doing the job. And he's like, well, I don't think you know how the mafia works because you don't just get to leave whenever you want. That is um, true. Not that I would Are know. Are you talking I'm from just, experience, no, no, no. Bill? I'm talking as an Italian who has ingested every mafia thing into my veins since I was a kid watching it all on TV. Uh, yeah, no, you, once you're a made guy, you you can't get out. You cannot yeah, you, get out. And I don't know if Eleanor's made in the mob yet, but she is well-connected enough. I'll tell you it's, that. It's for life. But she says, no, I don't need a minute to think about any of this. I'm done. I'm leaving. Goodbye. And Kingpin's like, well, this is just... you." You're wrong. So you're not done. <laughs> uh, Kate starts. Okay. So naturally, because of the reveal between uh, Eleanor and having ties to Kingpin, Kate starts freaking out. Um, she's like, you know what? This isn't your issue anymore. You can still get home to your family. I can deal with this. And Clint's like, no, I'm staying right here. You know why? Mm. Because you're my partner. And that's what we do. And it's just a beautiful moment. We just yeah, watching Kate hear that, you know, like she needed that in that moment. Yeah. Um, so then we have a scene between Maya Kingping and Kazi um, where she also tries to not get out of the mafia, but she, you know, is like, Hey, I'm laying down my, my, my weapons here. I'm not going to hunt after Ronan anymore. This just isn't worth it. I need to move on. This isn't what my father wanted, would have wanted me to do. She's feeding him a bunch of bullshit. So he, she, he gets off her case essentially. And uh, we almost think that hopefully Kingping believes her. She asked for a, she's like, Hey, I need a vacation. I'm going to take some days off. If that's okay with you. Also didn't know that that's how the mafia works, but okay. Uh, I guess when it's your uncle, you, you can ask for some free time off some personal days, if you will. And as soon as she leaves, we find out that Kingpin is, is seeing right through her lies. He knows that Maya is about to go rogue and that, you know, this is another threat that they need to take care of and he tells Kazi that this city needs to be reminded that it belongs to me and this just made me think I'm like all of this is going down and I get why he's not there but Peter Parker is the worst neighborhood Spider-Man in like the history of Spider-Man for him to just not even know that Kingpin even exists for Kingpin to not even be on his radar if this city I, belongs to him, I'm like, where's Peter? Where's Peter Parks? Where is uh, like, he? Like, like I said on the on the Spider-Man No Way Home spoiler review, and I will not spoil the end of the movie because I have a theory on why he might not have been contacted to go fight. Um, uh, just other reasons, but I can't spoil it. But I right. don't know I under, if the, I the, the actual rights will allow for him to be in this. I already I already said that, but then again, he's in captain he's in the avengers movie so it's not just like a spider-man only deal so i, I really don't know uh, my only other theory is that the they weren't sure exactly because of this covid stuff when these shows were going to air and you know what if sure. this had aired before spider-man what if spider-man no way home because of theaters and stuff had been delayed like what if the, the outbreak just caused a delay till february you know like it, it would have been awful to like spoil just some things that we find out at the end of spider-man you know, sure. in this, if it hadn't happened yet, that's that's my basic theory. But I mean, uh, like- logistically, it makes no sense. I agree. <laughs> logistically, it makes no sense that he would just not show up when there's literal because- stuff going on. Like this is your goal is to save the city and protect the city, your local neighborhood, friendly neighborhood. Yeah. And there's this is the only big thing going on in the city right now. Like everyone's going to see Broadway yeah. shows, seeing Rogers the musical. Like this is the action, and you're not there. 
He might have been seeing like, the show. Who knows? This is Clint's vacation, and he's doing more for New York City than a full-time resident. That is Peter yeah. Parker. And I'm Doctor just, Strange is also there. there too, right? Like that's, he's in New that's York. That's also true. That's one of the things about Marvel that, like, sometimes <laughs> I I have to overlook just because it's like there are Avengers in the area. And like, sometimes I hate when other Avengers step into other Avengers movies and overshadow it, but like, it makes sense for them to all be in similar places at once. That's why it was like, let's just send Thor and Hulk up to space. Cause it's a good way to just say, get rid of them for a little while and we'll figure out what's going on here. And then we could get them later, you know? Yeah, um, totally. It's so crazy. Yeah. Spidey. I just, man. I just had to, I just had to rant about that real quick. No, I agree uh, with I you. Just I just thought it was agree. funny. Yeah. I was like, where is he? Maybe, maybe we'll see him. Yeah. Not obviously in this series, but sometime soon. Um, so we have a Clint and Kate making trick arrows montage. Uh, Kate is labeling them as they're getting made. We see that there's labels for an airbag arrow, a freeze arrow, flash bomb arrow, and an icebreaker arrow. We also see that Clint has some uh, arrowheads that have Stark written on them so we see he's using some stark tech uh that he's probably acquired throughout the years how fun yeah. for him and you know kate gives this really nice monologue where she's like <coughs> excuse me she starts with a cough and then she says she clears her throat and she says listen <laughs> i just you always inspired me because i don't know if you know this but in 2012 aliens did invade this planet and i did watch it firsthand and i just thought that it was so cool that you had no super soldier serum you had no flying abilities you had you know nothing that special about you this could this could turn into an snl sketch like really oh my god what did i say sketch an snl sketch really cool. You're all over the place today with your words, but it's okay. Listen, I'm trying my best here. I, I've got right. a COVID it's, it's a, it's a, right it's a right different now. type of situation. We're, we're on a podcast. <laughs> it's the season finale. We're covering two episodes and a ranking. You know, it's, it's a difficult, it's a difficult sketchuario, you know? There's a lot, there's a lot on my mind right now, Jill. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, she's, no, she's like, you, you have nothing special about you. And Nicolin's just standing there like, um, ouch. <laughs> it's like all the backhand compliments at once. Like, I love you because you're so yeah, plain literally. and boring and you're uh, not like other girls. You're not special. You're, you're so- not you're so bland like there's you're just so nothing normal. special about you but you were still isn't that an from a play isn't that yeah, from a play we read in high school yeah you're so normal looking it's like what oh anyway. that's um we're regular yeah that's Stephen Gray. Yeah. reason yeah, yeah. reasons to be pretty there she's is. a regular face God, yeah you just Stephen have like Gray. a regular face and it's like oh my god oh my god Misogyny. Yikes. pro tip gentlemen don't pro say that you're love interests have regular faces that won't go over yeah. well no i will say every woman in the mcu does not have a regular face they have a beautiful stunning face so if you're listening to this we love you mcu ladies and men and everyone else and groots and rockets you're all beautiful people or trees or raccoons please come on our podcast we'll interview you <laughs> as if they're real characters they're real people Jokes aside, I really thought that this was, you know, once again, a really beautiful moment to like yeah. take this opportunity to like really get her feelings out about how she was like, I was just so inspired that someone who is just so regular was also like laying down their life, putting their life on the line right. to yeah. save the world. And yeah. that's just kind of been like her, her overarching, you know, uh, 
uh, motive inside of her this whole yeah. series, which is great. Yeah. It makes Kate so three dimensional. We love a dynamic character. A great character. Great character. So now it's the night of the party, and it's and I call this scene the heist. It's not yeah. a heist, but it very much has a heist vibe to it, doesn't it? Energy, Where they're the like. Pacing, the, yeah. It's like these are our threats in the area. These are all the people dressed up as waiters. They have the workers there to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, pr to protect them when things go awry. I thought that was very cute how they included them. And I like how Clint is has been teaching us along the way how to be a spy. I like how through him giving tips and tricks to Kate, it's also like informing us how a shield agent's mind works. Right. You know what I mean? I thought yeah, that was a very cool... Yeah. Mm -hmm. layer to include in all of this sure. and lo and behold yelena is there as as we expected looking mighty fierce i might say she has this like dragon-esque braid was, cascading down her hair she's wearing a green coat yeah she's, i was gonna say she's, you, she's a stylish queen i was gonna say you, you shouldn't really bring that up if you want to if you don't want to hear another rant from me about how much i love florence Pugh. but anyway keep going um, <laughs> i know you yeah, know she Pugh. was yeah wow <sighs> keep going so Kate confronts her mom about Kingpin. She gets him once the shooting starts. She's like, listen, you need to come over here. You need to stay put. I'm trying to save your life because you're the reason why we're all in danger because your business partner wants you dead. And she's like, oh, my God, like, I, I'm sorry that you know about this now. But I, you know, everything I've done is to protect you, like, whatever. And then Jack is there. He's out of jail because that's he. I don't know, paid someone off, I guess, <laughs> to get out of murder charges. Hello. But he's also there. He's got his fancy little sword with him. Uh, Clint has a funny moment where he says, okay, weird flex, but okay. Um, <laughs> I thought that it was funny. Some people yeah, thought it was yeah. cringy. And you know what? Yeah. This is what I realized, Dale. I'm like, we're talking a lot about the dad, and we really never saw Brian DRC James ever again. We thought we were going to get way more yeah. flashbacks with him, way more moments. We never saw him again. He was in the no. the one episode. They gypped us. Just, they gypped and he us. dipped. They gypped was, us. Uh, that was sad. Anyway. It was a tease. Yeah, we did we'll get see. some other Broadway performers, though, return, but we'll, we'll get there. We did. We did. We'll get there. Um, Eleanor and Jack just do not stay put. They do not heed uh, Kate's advice. Kate spots Yelena, and they have a nice little fight in the elevator, which is very entertaining. Um, yeah, being that Kate is so inexperienced, and uh, Yelena is just so like practiced and and trained that it's almost entertaining watching. Yelena be like, well, this girl has no idea what she's doing, so therefore, I don't even know what like her next move is going to be. Right, and so. They have this cute little moment where uh, Yelena accidentally rips Kate's dress off of her, but she is wearing her archery suit underneath. We'll get to the suits when we get to the suits, but I have more oh. to say about that later. Okay. Um, there is this moment where Kate Opinion. slaps Yelena on the <laughs> across yeah. the face, and Yelena's just like, what was that? What are you doing? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. I thought it, it would hinder you even know. a little, oh. little but... It's gonna take wish, more than a, a petty slap to take down. I, Yelena. I want I want them to give us a Falcon and Winter Soldier esque Yelena Kate team up show. Like that is what I want. Like it's easily the two okay. best performances in Phase Four. Like put them together. Let them just have this odd couple, but also like friendly bond. Like let do it, it you cowards. Like, do it you cowards. You know you know. And what even you if want. they fall in love at the end, that'd be great too. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I could get behind that. 
So then the, we see that the LARPers are struggling. Their main job is to get the people out of the building and to safety. And they're really struggling. No one's listening to them. Mm. Uh, they're having some funny moments trying to contain the crowd. And uh, Yelena and uh, Kate's fight sequence happens almost like Ferris Bueller style through the backyards. They're just yeah. fighting through the office buildings of this um, building. Yeah, office great. buildings. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a fun fight scene, just like the way the camera moved. Like I I like yeah. that. Like they keep giving us that, Marvel. Like enough of your yeah, totally. well, anyway, I don't want to spoil what honestly I've loved this the cinematography across the board yeah, on this were, of really this really uh series. I thought yeah, I, I mean, I, that, it's been really fun. That episode cool three yeah, that episode three uh, yeah. car chase was so good. Um, they need to keep doing a lot more of that and a lot less of the uh, Black Widow free falling through air while everything's just exploding around them things. I watched Black Widow again last night and I was just like, why can't they just have, give her like a real good fight sequence? Why does she need to be flying in the air? Um, mm. Anyway, that's just my opinion. I, we, we talked about it a long time ago, but I was watching it again. I was like, oh, I, I, I like the grounded fight so much more. Like, let the crazy in the air fights like let iron man do that sorry but he's gone but like let iron heart do that let let the eternals do that let you know anyone falcon. Fly, do that. yeah like falcon, falcon. Falcon. Let, leave that to falcon like give black widow a better fight sequence anyway uh yeah the fight sequence was awesome yelena the rocks Kate. <coughs> so then yelena does her fancy little grappling hook um, connecting herself to the floor and then running out a window bit, trying to get to Clint. She, you know, fires a few uh, shots at him, but she yep. misses and she disappears. We don't know where she goes. And then Kate throws herself out a window. I don't know what <laughs> she thought she was going to do with the zip line that she like connected herself through like some, I don't even know what you call this this like string of like two balls at the end a grappling like, hook maybe i don't th even think it's a grappling um, hook but she tries to like harness herself to it with that but she ends up just like throwing herself out the window she lands fine uh yeah. she's safe though thank goodness and um one of the track oh yes so then the tracksuit mafia emerges to fight with kate one of the uh members of the gang uh thanks her for her relationship advice advice that uh she gave her back yeah. way back when yeah. uh which was like a cute little moment to bring that back funny. and then yeah, yeah. and jack is there to, with his fancy little sword to help her take on the tracksuit mafia which i thought yeah. was also fun because I of think them, it's funny. It, yeah, it's I like think it's turning. funny that like everyone's like hitting the Traxxas Mafia or shooting arrows, but like he has an actual sword. Like he is killing these people. Like, he's yeah. literally stabbing them. Like that—that's a violent way. Like they're not just throwing punches. Like he's literally waving a sword, <laughs> a real sword, around. That was crazy to me. I was like, wow, Jack is—you know—Jack don't hold back. That's on. And honestly, I kind of liked how they turned him into like the almost like the dumb like boyfriend. Yeah. Who's kind of yeah. like clueless, like the whole time. 100%. Like he, he had no idea what was going on. He was just there to like take the fall for you know the the main mm. mastermind, which turned out to be Eleanor. Which yeah, I, I think if you're gonna, I think if you're gonna go with such an obvious 
bait and switch. Like obviously mm-hmm. the fact that they're sending him up to be the villain means he's not going to be a villain. Uh, but I like how they like really went the other way and was like, let's just make him a total buffoon. Cause it made sense. Cause already mm-hmm. you have the buffoon, the red suit mafia is already kind of full of buffoons and the mm-hmm. LARPers are kind of buffoons. So it's just like a bunch of buffoons, which makes even like Yelena and Kate and Clint that much more impressive and Kingpin that yeah. much more menacing because they are actual legit uh, at what they do. And the rest are just kind of bimbos, but uh, you know, so Clint and Kazi have a little spat up in the office building, but Clint um, overpowers him. He also throws himself out of a window. He lands in not just any tree, but the tree in Rockefeller Center uh, that looks over Rockefeller Center, the ice skating right. rink there. So he's just hill- uh, chilling in a in a tree, and there's a cute little baby owl in there that he befriends while he's hanging out in the tree, which I thought was cute because we all know how how I feel about cute things in the MCU. I obsess over them. And I just want to say I want to say one thing. I accidentally sure. said I meant to say bozo, not bimbo. I just looked up what an actual bimbo was, and that is a very misogynistic. No, no, no. Term. you were saying buffoon. You were saying I the did, word but I, I accidentally said the word bimbo at the end. I was like, just you know, a bunch of bimbo. I, like that is not what I meant. I just wanted before i got canceled i just wanted to look and i was like did i say that and i was like is that actually what it means i was like yeah no that is not good i did not mean to say that um isn't a bimbo just like a promiscuous woman i don't even know yeah i I think it's a derogatory term towards women though and i don't like that term so like i'm sorry my apologies that was that was crazy i was like why am i saying that uh but yeah thank you jill it is i I meant to say bozo we're we're having our our moments of just slip up of just saying words that we're not meaning. To it's say, been but. a long year, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing week, our best. This is week fifty of this uh show, and we still got like probably a lot we're more. We're doing this, this nonstop. Yeah. Have fun. Non-stop. Have fun. Next for us. next year, why don't we take a day where we record like six podcasts in one day? That way, we just can just like take breaks every now and then, and just be like, oh, we did that one. Let's put that one in. You know, we kind of did that a little bit, but like, let's do that. We more. did that sometimes, but we yeah. Sh- yeah, we should definitely incorporate that more. <laughs> but you know, we we yeah. both got crazy schedules, so the yeah. fact that we get together once a week, I'm proud of us. Yeah, it keeps our um, friendship strong too. You know, we get to catch up and talk about yeah, Marvel, which is just fun. It's better than just calling you on the phone and be like, "Did you see that episode?" Like, no, we can actually like have an in-depth discussion about how much we love or hate something. So There's no one else I'd rather go to every opening day with, Dale. Thank you. I, I, yeah, even uh, if you catch COVID, even, even if you even can't if make out a single COVID word of the yeah, even if you can't make out a single <laughs> word of the, the movie because everyone's just screaming <laughs> for something they already saw in the trailer. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Yep, yep, exactly. So the LARPers are still struggling and they decide that they're like, it's it's go time, guys. We're bringing out our secret weapon. This is what's going to get everyone to listen to us. And they put on their LARPing costumes. And Clint sees this and he says exactly what I was thinking, which is, huh, we're all going to die. And yeah. I thought that was great. He, he's good at, at delivering yeah. a nice one line. Every he's good with like the deadpan humor, yeah. but like, I agree. I'm sorry, but the LARPers, I feel like that's the one thing where like, they didn't need them to be there. Like, I feel like everything else was going on. You have so many characters and this is almost just like a problem that a lot of these series finales have. Like we have with Falcon and the Winter Soldier where like, there's just so many different characters and plot lines to wrap up that it's like, 
you already have Jack and Eleanor and Kingpin and Maya, even Maya, who we haven't even talked about in the last half hour because she's who knows where and she's going to be yeah. returned. Yelena, who just had a fight with Kate, she's nowhere. She's coming back. And then you have Kate and Clint, like that's seven whole characters and the aspect of getting home for Christmas and the fucking dog. So you have like nine things going on at once. And it's like the, the, the LARPers, it was just like it was a funny moment, but I was like, I don't really need to see them like have this big moment where they're like, let's put on our costumes and direct traffic out of the building. Um, but I, I get yeah. it, was, it was funny, but like I was like, uh, they were like that unnecessarily thing. It was like almost like too many cooks. I was like, we didn't need all that, you know. I think that if you're gonna have the larpers there, make them actually useful and like yeah. competent at their at what they're doing. Because what bothered me about that moment was is that they put on their costumes only to go back to doing exactly what they were doing. They didn't change right. up their tactic at all. They just started no. yelling like a little louder and with a little right. more confidence. And yeah. that suddenly made people want to listen to them, I guess. Yeah, but I it, it wasn't like they put on their outfits and they started like fighting people. It's like, they were like, all right, everyone this way. And it's like, no, that's what you were just doing. Like try, <laughs> try something else now. I don't know. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah. And so in order to get Clint out of the tree, she has this brilliant idea that she's like, I'm just going to ruin everyone's Christmas and take <laughs> out this fucking tree. This so hurt she as shoots, a New Yorker. Oh man. This hurt. She shoots an arrow at one of the many like strings holding it up. And then she shoots an acid arrow at the trunk and it goes timber on the ice where Clint is, you know, relatively okay. He's able to carry on the fight um, and he takes off his suit, revealing that this entire time he was also wearing the costume that one of the LARPers had made for him. Yeah. Here's what you I have said, to say. Yeah, I was going to say, you had something to say about it. I want to hear. Yeah, I do. Because, A, number one, they hyped up these costumes a whole series. Kate right. from, like, episode one was talking about how they needed matching outfits. So they were hyping up the reveal for these costumes the entire time. A number one, they're wearing the costumes in the poster for the show. So I've yeah. already seen the costumes. You don't need right. to pretend like this is going to be some big reveal. It's not like the Scarlet Witch reveal in, in WandaVision. Not or to compare Sam everything. To, yeah. Yeah. Not Sam to Wilson's compare too. everything to. Captain America. It was great. That is also fair. Yes. A hundred percent. Like, like Captain America's reveal. So I've already seen the costumes. And A number two, Kate's costume her archery suit that she had been wearing throughout the series looks exactly like, I didn't even know that there was a difference between the outfit she was wearing and her archery suit. I'm like, yeah, what? this is the new costume. It looks exactly like the thing she's been wearing the whole series. So no, I'm like, why, are you, why are you hyping up these outfits when it's not that exciting? And I've already seen them. Like, not yeah, it needs this to be this big reveal in my opinion. Like, like, especially yeah. because I said, there's so many things going on. It's like, you don't need to take that extra minute to be like costume. Like just have them arrive to the party with their costumes. It's cool. Yeah, Just have them do it. No, I agree. Uh, so that was my suit. That was my rant about the suits. <laughs> uh, and right before they start fighting, right before we get this like trick arrow montage where we see all the different, all the types of arrows they're shooting at everyone. Clint does say to Kate, all right, let's give them hell. And this is a callback to Age of Ultron, to when he said oh, that to Nat. Right. I heard it in my head. So, Dill, I had heard him. I, it was bothering me so much because I had heard him say this line 
before. I'm like, he's definitely said, give him hell before. He definitely said it to Nat. And for some reason, I can picture him delivering the line in a jet. He's flying a jet. And for some reason, Nat is jumping out of the plane. But for the life of me, I was like, what? I was like, in what movie does Nat jump out of the plane? I can't picture any time where Nat is jumping out of the plane that isn't in Black Widow. Like, I I just, I couldn't pin down when this scene was or where it was. But someone on TikTok pointed pointed out the same realization I already had. But they just you know, showed the scene from Age of Ultron. And I was like, I knew she jumped out of the plane, but it's when she jumps out of the plane with the motorcycle. Gotcha. And it was, oh, it was bothering me. So I had to share. <laughs> glad you figured it out. <laughs> Thank you. I was glad too, because it was driving me nuts. Um, and throughout this trick era montage, we get a really funny moment <clears throat> where a truck is coming at Kate and Clint on the ice. And Kate pulls a PIM arrow a pin particle arrow shoots it right at the truck truck gets all tiny and we hear the little <laughs> tracksuit mafia gang members in the truck being like ah what are we what are we doing like what's happening and that must they, be horrifying oh my gosh when you're just like tiny all of a sudden oh my yeah. god that's rough and they have this moment where kate's like oh my god like now what do we do like what what do we do with them and clint's like i don't know i guess i'm gonna have to ask scott about this one so we do get a name <laughs> drop of scott lang yeah. who he evidently acquired the pin particle arrows from and before they can even do anything about it the owl from the aforementioned owl from the tree carries <laughs> them away he picks up the yeah. truck carries them away i thought that i was, was expecting funny bit. i was expecting like a bug's life ending where like they feed the the little people to the, the birds. And I was like, oh my God, are they going to go there? But they didn't. I, I, I do believe they went, they had a brutal death uh, being fed to some other baby owls uh, or they were dropped from a very high height and just suffered a very, very harsh fall. Um, there's no way they survived that. And it's kind of sad because I kind of dug the Chaxu Mafia. So I know obviously they're bad guys, but like they yeah. were entertaining. So I yeah. hope their deaths were, were glorious. Um, anyway. <laughs> They deserve a good death. <laughs> so then we're at, it's the moment we've all been waiting for the epic battle between Clint and Yelena. And now Maya has finally shown up. You know what Maya was doing for the last half hour? She wasn't there. She was straightening her hair because she comes. Oh. her hair is straight. She has luscious locks going on. She, she got dressed up for this battle. She said, I came here to mess. I did not come here to mess around. She came here to puck shit up in her opinion um and mine why not so her and Kazi have this battle where she's like listen i don't want to hurt you i i think that we should just branch off from this whole mafia gang shit and we should just you know plan to just live our life together in peace and harmony and Kazi's like listen that's you this is the only life i know like, you were never meant to lead this gang i've been meant to lead this gang i've always been the right hand man to someone and like I, this is, I, there's no escaping this for me. This is the life I choose. Um, Kingpin goes after Eleanor, and, but Kate saves her. The dude, listen, I didn't know much about Kingpin going into this. Right. I only knew of an animated Kingpin right. from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Spider yeah. Um, but the dude is apparently indestructible because he takes an arrow right to the chest, uh, which took out, as I recall, the uh thor in what if one right. arrow to the chest 
to Thor did him in and he was a Mm -hmm. demigod. So this guy, this seemingly normal human man, was able to take an arrow to the chest and was fine. He gets hit by a car. He's fine. And then an arrow explodes in his face. Practically a grenade goes off in front of this guy and he's fine. Just gets right back up. So I don't, I guess this is just how he is in Daredevil. I do still have to... It'll be interesting to go and watch watch Daredevil, yeah, because we're going to watch it for next year, and it'll be interesting to see exactly how spot on this is. It feels very accurate to the comics. I just think they didn't want to they didn't want to do the Into the Spider Verse thing where he is literally twice everyone's size. I think they wanted to still make it feel realistic, so they cast an actor who is not you know small, but like a person's size, Um, right. So I, I think if, if it were to be more animated, he would be much bigger, almost like Hulk size, like he is in Into the Spider-Verse with the, you know, mm. he's huge and he just can boom, hit you and you just fall. Um, but like, I, I yeah. think just the way it's scaled down, he has the same abilities while also presenting more like human um, as opposed to superhuman. Um, but I, yeah, I agree. I, the thing with Kingpin, and we'll just talk about it now. Okay. Okay. If you take if you take him out of the series and just make a, a Eleanor a mob boss, the series is the same series, and I think mm. that's where I was like, there's just way too much going on. I, I it just Kingpin just seemed like they were they threw him in there to introduce him to this universe and to say, hey, comic fans, you got Kingpin, Daredevil fans, you got Kingpin, which is exciting. I'm happy he's here because I like the villain, I like him from the comics, I liked him in Spider Verse. I've not seen Daredevil, but I like Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> but it's like the same events I think would have transpired either way. It's just that maybe Maya's arc would have been a little different. And like, maybe Eleanor could have been like, why couldn't Eleanor just be a mob boss and just them go that route? I think it was just to get him introduced into the MCU. And really mm. that was it. Um, because this fight, I knew how it was kind of going to go. I knew he wasn't going to die because they weren't going to kill him off this quick. But I also knew that Kate had to get away. So um yeah, I don't know. Really? I, I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of the introduction of Kingpin. And I, I, I know so many people are excited about it and I'm in the minority, but I was just like a little underwhelmed. I was like, it just seemed like it could have existed without Kingpin and then like save him for another thing where he can be the main villain and like be the villain the whole time. Because that's another thing sure. too. They're doing so many of these like psych out villains, Agatha Harkness. Um, and then I'm also thinking, what what else am I thinking? Um Agatha Harkness Early is like the, the big one. Yeah, but even then, we kind of know she's, like, a bad guy from the beginning. But, like, yeah. Oh, the power broker reveal? Yes, exactly. Power broker. Agatha Harkness. And also, again, in this series, Eleanor. And I think doing that, I almost kind of preferred the days where it was, like, the beginning of the movie, you saw Green Goblin become evil in the original Spider-Man, and he fought Spider-Man the whole movie. And Doc Ock, same thing. And, And, you know, like... Uh, even in Venom, Carnage becomes Carnage very early on, and you're just able to be like, okay, that's your villain. Um, even Loki didn't really have a villain reveal. They kind of were like, everyone's kind of a villain because everyone doesn't know what's going on because the timekeepers aren't real, and this is real, and this is real. Um, that's like one thing that I'm a little tired of seeing, and it's not just in MCU, it's also in Disney. Think about uh, all these movies. Zootopia has the same thing. Big Hero 6 does the same thing. Frozen does the same thing. Yes, it's like it's becoming a pattern and I just I'm excited to see maybe Kingpin just be a villain in the future and just be a villain the whole way through and be this menacing presence you know that's what made Into the Spider-Verse so good to me uh so we'll see but that's just my little rant about Kingpin and just all the villain treatment in in these phase four MCU movies you know (laughs) no yeah totally um the coolest thing about the fight between Kate and Kingpin 
despite the fact that he is throwing her around like a rag doll. Yeah. Uh, she does use the coin trick that uh, Hawkeye taught her. And yeah. she does use, like she flicks a dime or a coin or, or whatever it is at her arrows so that they all are triggered and they all go off. Um, right. my, we cut back to Maya and Kazi and uh, Maya's winning. She's taking him out. This is now like the third time we saw Kazi lose. I think Kazi kind of has to like get his life together. Um, I don't think that well, he's as well trained as... I don't know if he can get okay. his life together anymore. <laughs> So we do. So I did write down Maya kills Kazi because she does stab him in the abdomen with mm -hmm. with an arrow. But we don't see him die. We only see him kind of like struggling to breathe. And I, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I don't think an arrow to the abdomen could take someone out. Well, that's another like thing. The context of the MCU. I don't know. I was gonna say yeah. We'll talk in the end of the episode because there's a lot of like this series is full of the it happened off screen deaths. You know, it's not, you're not mm. getting the full like eyes closed, open mouth death. You're not getting Mufasa. You know, you're seeing you know these characters maybe on the yeah. brink of dying or you hear a gunshot, which we'll get to, or you just hear that dad mm -hmm. died in this thing and there's this funeral, you know, like there's a oh, lot of that. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Where, where I'm like, you know, it, it's, I don't want to spoil it, but it's the squid game complex. It's the, like, you can't believe it unless you see the body uh, because mm. there's, there's always a possibility they're not really dead. So um, yeah. I, it's I like know. the stranger things hopper death. Exactly. You didn't like see him no die. body, he's, no death. He's definitely alive. And because they spoil it in the literal post credit scene, instead of letting the audience actually sit with it and mourn. God damn it. Um, anyway. <laughs> and they took, like the first trailer they ever released for season four had him in it. I know. He's it's in, so stupid. Like, he's in Russia. Like it so. would make it so much better if you just thought he was dead. So then when he is alive, it's a important pack. It's like, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, no, totally. uh, so maybe Kazi isn't isn't dead. I was in, under the impression that he died only because we did see him kind of like, you know, dying. But dying, you yeah. Point. You make a good point. You yes. make a good point. But you also make a good point, Dale. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. We cut back to Clint and Yelena, and he's desperately trying to explain to her that it was Nat's choice. Like she sacrificed herself. Like I did try to fight her on it. She was better than me, and this is how it happened. And Yelena is not holding back. She's not pulling any of her punches. She's like, I came here to end this. Like, like you're telling lies about my sister. Like, and Clint does the iconic whistle um, from when Yelena and Natasha were kids. And that is kind of what seals the deal for Yelena that, you know, these are two people grieving Natasha's yeah. death and that it wasn't, he he didn't directly kill Natasha. He might have indirectly killed her by not, you know, fighting strong enough at on Vormir, but it, he did put up a good fight and yeah. he didn't want it to be him and not her. And Yelena sure. kind of, you know, surrenders and helps him up when yeah. she realizes that, you know, this was an important person in Natasha's life. Yeah. I think we we knew that was coming too. I mean, I mean, a lot yeah. of this we all knew was coming, but I, I do think sure. this was this was something I'm glad happened because now she could kind of be a Black Widow in this universe and actually fight for good. And who knows? Um, yeah, I hope so, but we'll see. Totally. So we see Maya confront Kingpin in an alleyway, and this is what you were alluding to earlier, Dill. But yeah. we 
she raises a gun to his face and the camera pans at, so we can no longer see them. And all we hear and see is a, sh- is, is a sh- gunshot going off, but we don't know who fired it, who got shot. We don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen going around just all over social media the the panel of the comics where because in the comics this actually happens. He Maya shoots Kingpin, and the next comic edition he has bandages over his eyes because he's blind. And like, I think that is like, oh. very, I I think when I saw that happen, I was like, it, it's one of those things where you're. I think the Marvel audience didn't realize how smart some of the comic people were, and was like, we're gonna make you think we brought him back just to kill him. There is no way you get him back and you have him for one episode. Yeah, there's no. It was the most like un, the- yeah, unsatisfying because I was like, why even have it if if yeah. it's obvious he's not gonna die? Like, come yeah. On. But I get it Honestly, because some people did probably think he died. Like, I doubt you thought he died, even though you didn't know the comics. Like, you had to have known. No, that he didn't no. Die. I was like, they didn't yeah. just bring this guy in. Mm. kill him like that's yeah, i was not, almost wondering i was almost wondering if, how this goes. i was almost wondering if, if we were going to see a post credit where the bullets midair and we see a spider web catch the bullet and that was like our tease that was what i first was like oh what if this is how they introduce but nope nope he's, he's i would have chilling just, in his apartment i would have simply deceased if that happened <laughs> uh i was nervous for maya this whole time i was i was ready yeah. or i'm i'm preparing i'm emotionally preparing myself for the next project or whatever it is that Kingpin's associated mm-hmm. with, where we see that like it was her who got shot some way, somehow. Because yeah. maybe in her own like, show, Echo, because it's coming, but maybe it's gonna be a oh, it's gonna start with that, you know, who knows? I keep forgetting that that's happening. So maybe she's not dead. Because I was really coming around to Maya. I really like her a lot. Yeah, and I, I don't think, think she's an interesting hero. Mm-hmm. So uh, unless it bounced off of his off. face and she ricocheted onto her, I don't think it, it's her. Because <laughs> how, he can't be that indestructible where it bounces off of him. You know, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I, But maybe he's shot. Maybe he's blind now, like you said, Dill. So, maybe. Uh, so we, it's Chris, it's after the fight. And uh, essentially... Nothing really important happens except the LARPers try to recruit Jack because they're like, oh, we saw you doing some really fancy sword work. Have you ever considered LARPing? He's like, huh, is that some leisure activity? I don't even know. And we see that we the next thing that we cut to is Clint's truck driving home for its Christmas morning. And we all knew that it was coming, but he did bring Kate home for the holidays. And lucky. And Lucky the dog, he he is no longer Pizza Dog. He is Lucky. Um, we find out the entire time I'm now screaming at my computer. But what about the watch? Whose watch was that? Uh, yep, like, yep, yep. who did it belong to? What was the significance? I need to know. I found out moments later that the watch belonged to Laura because he gives it back to her and says, "You need to keep better track of your stuff." And on the back of the watch is the shield symbol. So Laura has apparently been or is or was a shield agent of some yeah. sort, some it's kind. Why she's awesome, you know. <laughs> um, Definitely coming out of left field for sure, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, no, but it's um, cool. Do we think we'll ever explore that more? Or that was just a little wink of the audience to be like, just in case, you know. I mean, they got to be setting it up for something, right? Because I feel like they're not going to have her play a younger version of herself, but I also don't want to see Linda Cardellini not be her. You know what I mean? So, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's so <laughs> many things that happen in I this show. Know. I'm just I like, why? 
Yeah. <laughs> That's my overall take on the whole series. I'm like, a lot of great characters, but like, what is it setting up? What is the... Because the very basic cru- crux of the story of like, is it about him getting his, his Ronin suit? Is it about Eleanor and her betrayals? Is it about Kingpin and the overall thing? Oh, and then there's also Maya, but also is it Yelena tracking down Hawkeye? But also is it a Kate coming of age thing? Like, I honestly feel like there were six stories being told and they were like, well, let's just do them all. Um, and that's kind of what this this series felt like because that's like our last yeah. moment before the post credits is just them all being happy at Christmas, which I liked. It was a sweet little ending. Um, they I like the Christmas aspect. To, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, they do decide to burn the Ronin suit, so oh, they right, officially right. put that uh, away. Mm-hmm. And we end with Kate trying to come up with names for herself. She says Lady Hawk, Hawk Eve, Lady Arrow, and Clint says, oh, I have an idea, and it cuts. So we don't know. I could honestly yeah. look it up right now if she well, has... I think she's known as, as Hawkeye in, in the comics. Like, I think she becomes comics? Hawkeye. I don't think... Oh, so- but but they did zoom out and show a bullseye. Maybe they're going to give her the name Bullseye. Like, I think that'd be a cool name. I don't know. Ooh, um, that'd be cool, Target. too. I don't think Target's a good name. Maybe Target. Um, that's what the cool <laughs> kids call Target. Um, I don't know. I really that's don't what know. Millennials call that's what white millennials call Target. My mom calls it. She goes, "Let's go to Target." Yeah. Well, Becky Randazzo, white, a white millennial, but not a millennial. Ah, no, not a millennial. I not don't know. I don't know. It's 1972. Not a millennial. No, that's not millennial. No, no, no. no, no. I think. Uh, sorry, I think mom. I just to be a millennial. I think the oldest you could be a millennial is if you're born 90. in 85. Oh, okay. There you go. Well, I think I, I don't know though. Um, so, but before we part with the series or season, cause it does say season. It doesn't say season. I think really? there might be another season. Oh, really? Interesting. I, cause it was, it was promoted as a mini series at first, but maybe not. I don't know. Oh, maybe. maybe. I mean, I, I, I'm wrong. I just don't see how, Clint like I think this is a good ending point for Clint I don't well think this I think it's like a good a... ending point for Clint but I would gladly watch another season of like Kate Bishop adventures oh yeah but I think they'll just call it something else like I think I don't think it'll be oh, really? season two. I think it would be like Bishop unless yeah, she takes up the season. mantle unless she takes yeah. up the mantle is or if we get Hawkeye and Black Widow and it's Kate and Yelena I, that's what I really want I want that Kate and Yelena team up uh that's like something I will be writing Marvel personally to ask about uh is that gonna happen please can it happen um <laughs> oh it, yeah. it's a it's a mini series i'm dumb yeah. i think the only ones that are now season two are loki and maybe falcon and winter soldier because now i don't know um <laughs> and what if but i don't know i think wandavision's oh, done and i think hawkeye's wait now. there's gonna be another season of falcon and winter soldier i just assume because it was not up for mini series at the uh emmys it was up for uh tv drama because that's where don Cheadle was nominated uh, mm. Or maybe that was just how Marvel wanted to campaign it because it didn't want to compete against itself with WandaVision. I think it's more that. I think it's more it didn't want to compete against itself with WandaVision, but I don't know. Anyway, anything else on this episode? I know we have a post credit to talk about. It's a mini series, too. There you go. So, I guess the only, yeah, I guess we're getting a Loki season two and a What If season two, and everything else is wrapped. But uh, what, what were we? Uh, oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about post credits. Yeah, that's right. So the post credit scene. So we essentially just got a longer clip of 
the number I could do this all day from Rogers the musical. Uh, we did get more of Adam Pascal, which was fun. Oh, and I definitely noticed him more. I, he like, he hit the note. He's like, I could do this all day. And I was like, Oh, there's Roger. There he yeah. is. Yeah. So I have a question. I could not TikTok. It was filled with two things. Spider-Man no way yeah. home spoilers and uh-huh. people complaining about this post credit scene. Yeah. What who hurt you? Like honestly, I'm sorry, but like does yeah. every post credit and this is where I'm like sort of like when we talked about the the Spider-Man review, like the fandom sometimes becomes our own worst enemy is like in the Matrix movie, the new one commented on it. Like people just have such expectations that every post credit scene needs to end with, "Oh, there's a musical <laughs> number." We're gonna pan to Scott Lang in the audience, or we're gonna pan to Peter Parker in the audience. It's like, does yeah. it, what? Why? Why? What purpose does that? Like, it's literally the end of ten projects, eight of them being Disney projects, the other two being Spider Man, which is still in theaters, and Venom. And you have eight. You have done eight projects this year. Uh, how many were actually on Disney Plus? WandaVision, Loki, Falcon, Winter Soldier. This is the fifth thing on Disney Plus. And this mm-hmm. is their way of saying happy holidays. Thank you for watching this whole year. And you're going to complain that it was this fun little musical number and not this huge reveal of Kingpin sitting there with his blind eyes being like, I'm still alive, bitch, in the middle of the Broadway musical. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. everything has to be a big reveal. Spider-Man Homecoming, where Captain America has this thing like, oh, you thought it was going to be a post credit scene. I love that because it's like, yeah, like the fandom doesn't control this, does not control the creative process. If they want to be creative, yeah. Go get a degree. You don't even need a degree. Apply for a job. Actually writing these shows if you're that passionate about it. But why are you complaining about this delightful musical number? Obviously, yeah, like it's cool to see teases for things, but I don't think you should put down what you've got. And like, I I got a little disrespectful to like actors in the theater community too, because everyone's like, oh, this is stupid. Some people were even saying like, get this gay shit off my screen. I'm like, really? Like, it just felt so bewildering to me that people were so hostile about this post credit scene. I'm like, it's literally just a fun musical number. Like, I don't think you need to like get all your, I don't know the phrases, something twisted in a what, I don't know. But like I say, get your panties in a twist. That's what that I. That is. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. There you go. Get, like everyone's getting their panties in a twist about this, and it makes no sense. Did you feel the same way? Are you like fuck this shit? Like this sucks. No, like, I. I hate this? No, absolutely not. I had a great time watching the post credit scene. I did too. If anything, this was I, the most satisfying part of the episode for me because the whole episode was like, there's just so many characters and so many plot lines going on. Why is Kingpin yeah. here? What is it? You know, can Eleanor just be like so much stuff going on? And I'm like, what are the LARPers doing? Oh my God, wait, we're not going to see the tiny people yeah. die by owl. What is going on? And then it's like, oh, but this is nice. Like, this was probably my favorite part of the episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. I, I honestly, God, Jill, I want to watch the whole Rogers musical. I want to know what that music is like. Well, Diana just closed, so that theater is open. Let's uh, let's get it put on there. Um, Diana closed. Well, I feel like every I feel like everything's closing. Though. No, like it closed. It closed. Like, hey, we're closed and we're not opening back up. Like a lot of the shows are closed temporarily because of covid but diana was like no we're ending our broadway run and like waitress only had two weeks left anyway so they just said we're just running ending our run now jagged little pill same thing but like diana had only been on for 18 performances jagged little pills not coming back either no it's closed indefinitely and and but but diana only had like 18 to 30 performances that's why it's so jarring because it it didn't get a full year like jagged little pill um so i mean i wanted to see jagged little pill yeah diana's on netflix though and i'm gonna check it out but um they 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 shot it professionally and put it on netflix i guess over the pandemic so um but yeah i I really enjoyed it really enjoyed it 
Love to see it. Yeah, live. I love to see it. I really enjoyed it, and I and I thought that that was such a cute uh, spin on his iconic line to make into a musical number. Yeah, honestly, I mean, like it's instantly we, recognizable to the ear. Yeah, how it's so funny to me because like TikTok literally banned together during the like quarantine and made like the Ratatouille musical. Right. And so you think they would be like, oh my god, the Rogers musical, and like making their own songs, like mm-hmm. for. I honestly think that. that's part think of that why that was even made. Like, I, I think they were like, oh my god, the TikTok crowd's gonna love this. Oh yeah, yeah. But maybe. I guess they didn't. I mean, like, I was very shocked when I saw all the hatred. Like, everyone was like, wow, this ruined the entire series for me. I was like, what? Like, this no. ruined the entire series. <laughs> How about the fact that, like, Maya was gone for most of the episode to straighten her hair, like Kelsey said? Like, maybe that can ruin it for you. Maybe the fact that Brian Darcy James just, like, died and never came back. Maybe the fact that, like, yeah. it was obvious that Eleanor is bad. Like, make that ruin the show for you. Not the fucking post credit scene of a joyful musical. My God. Yeah. It's it's funny that these these people who are so unappreciative towards the dramatic arts are the most dramatic yeah. people on the internet. Right. Like, yeah, they should be on Broadway because they 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 know how to play to the crowd. Yeah, God. and honestly, Dylan, what you were saying before about how like this like the fans like don't write these shows like the, these these shows and like aren't like made yeah. pandered specifically for us in mind. Mm-hmm. I I guess. That's like the whole problem that I had with Spider-Man No Way Home is that I feel like yeah. it, it was too much like pandered to us. No, 100%. You know what and, I mean? and that's and that's the thing. It's like obviously sometimes that is okay. Like I cheered, I clapped, and it was enjoyable. It, it ranks very high on my ranking, which we'll get to in a second, but do I think like everything needs to be that? No. Like when they are they are, but like WandaVision was so like not pandering. It was a very different mm-hmm. type of storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to have patience for that, you know, going sitcom by sitcom. The first two episodes, no one knew what was going on because it didn't want to pander. It didn't want to say, here's everything you need to know, you know? And I yeah. like that. Um yeah. and I, I just think uh, it's just so disappointing like, sometimes the fandom. I it really like is. I said, yeah, like I said during my Spider Man No Way Home review, they don't give us what we want. They give us what we need. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. There was one uh, thing anyway. that I wanted to point out from the yeah. end credit scene, which was the fact that the actor playing Tony Stark in the Rogers musical said, and we'll get some shawarma when we're done, which is Love just it. so funny how that line that Robert Downey Jr. improvised is still carrying on like yeah. almost like 10 years later in like a new yeah. project. So yeah, that, that's amazing. That's um yeah i might go get shawarma tonight actually no i have chinese food downstairs anyway um now that we've wrapped on hawkeye and we'll, we'll kind of give our main thoughts on hawkeye when we do this ranking here i don't want to spend too much sure. time doing a ranking but like let's go from 10 to 1 all the 10 marvel projects we got this is disney yeah. and sony so we're including the two spider-man things spider-man no way home and venom 2 we're including those in our list um let's talk about our our 10 our our 10 through 1 uh and we don't have to give elaborate thoughts just maybe like a little bit of like a, oh i put this down here because you know I, well i'll just start i put what <laughs> if in, I, I put what if in number 10 only because i think it's the one i'm probably okay. least likely to revisit it's the one where like there was one episode the zombie episode i loved it but the rest of them i was like oh those that was interesting but it, like doesn't uh, if if it didn't exist and we'll see if Multiverse of Madness, if it does matter. But, like, it wouldn't really matter to me if, if you just kind of, like, never watched Like, if I never watched it again. That's not to say it's bad. The animation's great. But it was, like, the one I was just least, like, pumped for when I was watching mm-hmm. it. And that's not a bad to say it's bad. It's just the other nine things I liked more. So that's my number yeah. 10. 
No, yeah, I totally agree with you, Dill. It was hard because this I, this year was just so strong that I feel yeah. like even the things that I have like lowered on my list, I still really enjoyed. It's just like the yeah. other things were just like like really like hit it out of the park for me. Mm-hmm. So I I was not far off with my what if. My what if is at nine, but my ten okay. is Venom. Interesting. Really? I thought you really yeah. liked it. Interesting. Well, I, I liked it. I, I just it compared to everything else that I got this year, mm-hmm. it's not one that's super memorable for me. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it didn't have the big the biggest like impact leaving right. the theater. You True. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I also that was the only one we didn't see together. So maybe that maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe. Probably. Um, but, I see probably. Because I was geeking out during that movie. I have a little higher on my list. I won't get there yet. Um let's say if it's within one or two, we could talk about it then. But like I, I yeah, my venom is a little higher. At nine, and this might be a little higher on yours. I did put Black Widow. I did rewatch it last night, and I really I think it has more glaring issues than I thought when I originally saw it. I love the fact that she's getting her own movie, but it just feels like because her character died, there's less of an impact. The stakes are a little lower. I've always just felt that about prequels in general. I think it's just a problem of prequels, not necessarily this one. And I think it's just that Yelena, the supporting characters were more of a standout than she was. I think it's because she's just so well established. She's so natural in the role, but I thought they did more interesting things with Yelena and Red Guardian than they did with her. And I just, the action set pieces, I, I was watching them again it does not play as well on a small screen. Like I did not like the, like everything's falling in midair, all the explosions. It looked like someone just kind of like rushed and like copied and pasted a bunch of explosion things on top of it. It was just like, I wanted a more grounded film. I like the moments with the family are the best parts. And I really, really like those moments. Um, But the movie itself, like it just did not get better on rewatch. It honestly kind of got a little worse. And I also hate the villain, hate the villain so much. Um, I just think he's a very generic villain. No, both of them. I mean, not the Taskmaster is kind of cool in concept, but they don't fulfill the concept to it. Like, I would have liked them to go further. But the the man in chair who's just like mean to her and who's like, I weaken you with the smell of my pheromones. I'm like, what? Like, it was just weird. Um, Didn't like him. I I thought he was just kind of a throwaway villain. He's kind of what Kingpin. It it was like almost like a Kingpin wannabe. Um, But okay, that's why I I I hope you understand my reasoning. Um, But you know. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I get it. I get it. I can tell you that my Black Widow ranking is nowhere near the bottom. So okay, that's I fine. won't even yeah. address it. I, I'm and I am sorry. I am eight. sorry. It does not it's have fine. anything to do with the fact that it's like, you know, a solo women's outing. It does it has nothing to do with the fact that I think Scarlett Johansson's bad. I don't think she's bad. I think she's excellent. Uh, just it didn't really work for me as much as the others. Okay. That might just be internalized misogyny speaking, but we no, don't I'm have that. I'm trying to explain that. that, that. I mean, if, it is, if it is, then I am at fault and like it, it is my own problem and I I'm will try to be better. Leg, okay. I like Captain okay. Marvel a lot. I like it more than this. Like I love <laughs> Captain Marvel. So there you go. All right. Well, my number eight is, so my number nine was what if, as I said. So my number eight yeah. is uh, Hawkeye. My is number eight is Hawkeye as well. Yeah. Crazy. What? This is crazy. What? Wow. <laughs> Take a shot every time we quoted that one line. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, I think I think this finale really emphasized what I didn't like about it in the fact that it was just so many people, so many plot lines going on. It was like the main focus was Clint grieving Natasha, but like they just mm-hmm. threw a, a, one too many other things in it. Like it could have just been that and then Yelena trying to track him down and Kate. It could have just been Clint, Yelena, and Kate. You didn't need Kingpin in there. You didn't even need Maya in there, I don't think. Um, I love the characters, but it's oh, like... I, it, it, huh. No, I, I like Maya, but I'm I just saying... Like, 
yeah, I think if you get rid of the two, it still can exist as a really good piece of like Clint trying to get over Natasha and also be a mentor. Like, I don't think sure. that I think just there were just too many cooks in the kitchen for me. Uh, sure. And I, you know, the others are just better to me. Honestly, Dale, I really what I really liked about what I liked most about this series was that I felt like it was kind of a way for Clint and Yelena to mourn Natasha. Mm-hmm. And it was also, I feel like, a way for me to mourn Natasha, you know? Very good like point. it was yeah. the it was the final thing. Cause like, you know, she she died in Endgame, but we all walked mm-hmm. away grieving Tony more than anyone right. because, you know, we had Black Widow right around the corner. And then once we got Black Widow, um, it didn't feel like a proper send-off because we didn't see her in like her last moments. We saw her right before she goes off into infinity war. So I understand that not being like the best send off for her character. Um, But this one, I feel like really tied the ribbon on because like, I feel like it's about everyone who's left, who she affected, you know, who's still alive, um, you know, getting over the fact that she's gone. And the fact that, you know, we have Yelena to carry on her legacy is, is going to be really exciting, but you know, I, I agree with a lot of things that you say there, like I said, like that, that aspect of the show and, and the cinematography was, I thought yeah. was the most interesting, but yeah. as far as like Marvel projects, I feel like this one felt like the most generic, especially yep. out of the TV shows that we got. I this agree. one definitely felt the most Safe. generic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, I also, I also have to say that third episode though, is one of the top like three or four episodes of the year. I love that yeah. chase sequence on the highway. I love the stuff with echo. I love the character of echo. I wasn't saying I would, I didn't. It's just like, if you don't have echo in it, it still kind of plays out the same way. Uh, but like, I did love <laughs> her, her arc and her character. I thought that was really, really well done. So episode three though is a sure highlight. Um, and number seven, <laughs> I have Falcon and the winter soldier. And the reason I have it this low is because I think the messaging is really, really, really good. And I like a lot of the characters, but it has a similar problem where there's a one too many characters and plot lines, like the power broker and Zemo and John Walker and Carly Morgan. That just seemed a little too much. And because we have two main characters, not just one, but two main characters to, you know, deal with um mm-hmm. but i do think it's it's still good it, it works better honestly all together watching it in one sitting than it does week by week i think too because coming off of sure. wandavision a lot of the magic was like week by week by week by week this one works a little bit better as one which i actually think is a good thing about it which is why i put it above hawkeye just because i've watched it as one thing and it and it was very effective but i think it's really important for the messaging uh but the actual presentation and the style and the actual character handling and arcs could have been a little bit stronger for me but i I think it's a strong seven for me Mm -hmm. uh no once again not that far off my number seven i actually had loki and falcon soldier is my six okay so not that far off so four Um, of the five tv shows are in your uh bottom five that's interesting yeah i don't know if that's just a pattern you're so good to me i don't know no the movies were great movies were um why do you have loki at seven yeah Loki's at seven just because, I mean, I love Tom Hiddleston. I love me some Loki. He's like instantly became one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Definitely. Um, It just felt like, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. It it just, (laughs) I feel like with all the other, like I said, in the beginning of this ranking is like all the other projects were so strong that for me, this just like it, it had to go right. at seven because like I'm like, well, it's, it's not going to go above this and it's definitely not going to go above this one. So right. I, I guess right. it has to go here kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And why do you have Falcon and Winter Soldier at six? Um, 
my top five is pretty strong in my opinion. So yeah. I, I'm comfortable with Falcon and the Winter Soldier being right outside the top five. Right. The and bottom of the I, uh, bottom half, yeah, for sure. Or the yeah. top of the bottom half, yeah. There. Um, you know, it, it definitely wasn't cracking the top five because as far as like it just feeling like, you know, like generic, like I said with Hawkeye, like it, it definitely wasn't as exciting as, you know, WandaVision or, mm-hmm. you know, some of the, or the, all, all the movies, all the movies are in my top five, except for one TV show, actually. <laughs> um, uh, then, now that I'm realizing <laughs> it just it didn't, uh, have as much magic of it, but the messaging is just so, so important yeah, to me. And, um, and I love uh, Bucky Barnes. He's also one yeah. of my favorite characters in the MCU, and 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 Zemo. Oh my God! The the comeback of the century. This I was character say, made for me. Everyone like, who has a yeah, everyone who has a listen. <laughs> when we did our villains ranking, Kelsey was very anti Zemo, and not just like he's mm-hmm. a bad guy because he's a villain, but like you hated him. You thought he was pointless. You thought he I was thought he was bad. dumb. Yep. But and he had such yeah. a good redemption in this show that it, I'm like, this has to be right outside the top cool. five. If, if nice. it's not going in it, it's yeah. right outside because yeah. it and redeemed my, a lot of characters for me. Yeah, That's my reasoning for putting Venom at number six, Venom 2. And I think okay. it's because it was a very good redemption from the first one. The first one, I thought the the central relationship between Venny, Venom, Venny, Venom and Eddie, we'll call him Benny. Venny was so <laughs> strong, but everything else around it was weak. Whereas here, it was mm-hmm. like, we're going to prioritize their relationship and almost make it this like very silly comedy. And I, I bought it. I thought it was like really, really strong. It really dug into the best parts of that first movie and improved yeah. upon the other stuff. And Carnage, I thought was a good villain. I thought it was a good performance by Woody Harrelson. And I just think it's a mm-hmm. short 90 minutes. It's an enjoyable 90 minutes. It didn't have to be anything more. That's why it's outside of my top five, though, for the same reasons, is that like it doesn't feel as grand as some of the other ones, but I think they succeeded sure. at what they wanted to do very well. So that's why it's number six. And like you said, all these projects are strong, so like you have it at 10 and I have it at six, but we both enjoyed it. Like None of these are yeah. bad things. Like I, I, didn't, yeah, on, sure. I enjoyed all of these. So, you know. Um, my number five is Loki. I'll just say it now because you had it already okay. at number seven. So we probably, <laughs> okay. we might have the same top four. Uh, actually, we might not, but but like we we have a very similar top five, uh, just the movies that we have in there. Because one of I know one of your top five is not there for me. Uh, but um, okay. yeah, Loki, Loki, I thought was great. I, I thought it was a very cool world building, like very cool atmosphere mm-hmm. they set up, a cool style. The music is great. I, I was talking to Landon mm-hmm. about it because he's finally watching and catching up, and he was cool. like, "I love the music." He goes, "The music is so good." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, it does. It does." And I was it watching is. it. I think it works better on the week to week basis when you have that kind of suspension and the cliffhangers than it does all at once. It's kind of the opposite of Falcon and the Winter Soldier to me, where I was like watching it all together didn't have the same impact as watching it week by week, but I still think it was very strong, very enjoyable. Love the performances and love Miss Minutes. She's my character of the year. So I, I, I yeah, love her. Yeah, uh, I dressed do. up as her for Halloween. So uh, that's my number <laughs> five. My number five. Uh, my number five is Shang-Chi. Okay. That's my number four. Uh, okay, cool. So we're not far off from, from each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, really cool character. Love Simu Liu. He's like yep, one of my favorites too. now. Um, <laughs> one of my crushes. Not that I need any more, but here he is. He <laughs> said, hi, I'm here. Yeah. I said, come on in. The water's fine. <laughs> um, oh. It was just very fun. It, it, it Good costuming, good um set design uh important character for asian americans very um, much yeah 
We love diversity. We love Aquafina. Um, it was it was a strong, solid experience. Yeah. Solid Marvel experience yeah. for sure. I have it at four. Yeah, I think it's very solid. It's a good origin story, especially like a lot of these. Uh, one of them that I have higher in my top three is also an origin story, but it's like this one was like really well done in the fact that like it had like it dispersed the origin story throughout i thought the villain was probably the strongest of all these villains i loved uh tony lung's character um mm-hmm. i really really like that father role the third act i said is a bit of a mess but like i like the idea sure. of having having dragons in the mcu the return like, really... of trevor slattery yes of course um, i mean the creatures i really like how it was much more than i expected i didn't expect the fantasy element at all and i think mm-hmm. that was the biggest surprise and that stuck with me uh so mm-hmm. yeah i really like it number four What's your number um, four, Kels? My number four is Spider-Man No Way Home. Interesting. Okay. Um, it was it was entertaining to say the to say the least about that film. I was entertained. Right. Um, it was Tom's strongest time as Peter Parker and as Spider-Man. Yeah. So that I very much appreciated of it. Um, and it was it was fun. It was fun yeah. from start to end. You just have to really be a huge, huge Spider-Man fan to right. appreciate that film for what for it sure. is. Yeah. Uh, number three, I have Eternals. I think it was a okay. very, very interesting new lens on the MCU. It felt the most foreign to MCU, which I liked about it. Um, mm-hmm. The moments where the humor was a little too pigeonholed, obviously I've said I've had issues with it, but I think it's just a really refreshing sure. new take on this superhero genre. I feel like it's a Chloe Zhao film first and foremost, and a Marvel film second, which I love about it. Uh, the characters are great. I really enjoy the performances. I like the turns and the villains. It feels long enough to where you know and you understand these relationships while also not like feeling too long. Um, and I really just I, I really just dug the new characters that like I instantly liked, like Makari, like Druig, like mm-hmm. um, what's his name, Gilgamesh. They are instantly some of my favorite characters in the MCU, just from this one movie. Um, I don't understand why this is the only rotten reviewed MCU film. It should not be. It is, I think, a very successful film. It has its issues, mm-hmm. but I think it is really, really strong, and I'm very happy to put it in my top three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number three is Black Widow. Okay, so it's. I um, thought you were gonna put it at one, and I was gonna feel so bad. But yeah, three. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my three just because, like, oh, I just I really loved like, I I guess from like we have two very different points of views watching yeah. this film, Jill, and I just I don't I know you can appreciate the sense of like a women led film. Oh, like 100%. I know you're not yeah. one of those guys that is like, bleh, bleh, bleh. Yeah. but no, that is my just, biggest plus for it. That is my biggest plus is that it lets her yeah. shine in her own movie. That is my biggest plus. From the perspective, like of a woman, yeah. I, it was just so exciting from start to finish. I loved like that. This character was finally getting like the recognition she deserved. I loved the characters they put around her, the family, obviously Yelena. Um, I love that. It was a like, you know, it was all these like badass, like stunt women, black widows, like doing their thing. And they finally like take him down at the end. And it was, it was like monumental for yeah. me. So 100%. that it had to go in my top three. For sure. For sure. Um, my number two is No Way Home. I think, yeah, it's fan servicey. Yeah, it panders. Okay. But like, we're the right people. I think it panders too. And just as someone who, it, it, my favorite 
Marvel character in the MCU. It's Hulk, but my favorite Marvel character is Spider Man. Growing up, mm-hmm. Sam Raimi's Spider Man movies were my favorite movies to watch. <laughs> period. So it was just a really good love letter to the character of Spider Man, kind of like sure. Into the Spider Verse was. Um, I don't think it's number one only because I do think it relied heavily on fan service, and I do think. I think the marketing ruined it for me. The number one thing I have on my list, I had no idea what it was going to be going in. And I love that about it. I love the guessing number two here, no way home. It was very satisfying, but I knew kind of what mm-hmm. to expect going in. That's not to say there mm-hmm. weren't surprises. It is number two because it is very satisfying. I think it's a great Peter film. And the ending is my favorite ending of any MCU film. I think um, mm-hmm. maybe next to only Endgame and infinity war. Cause those were just so groundbreaking as is um, number one. I actually might also have a better ending, but I think number two, no way home i think had one of my favorite endings in the mcu and i think for that alone it's it skyrocketed up but uh yeah i mean we both agreed it's built in our top four uh what is your number two kels what is this number one (laughs) i think we do have the same number one um my number two is eternals there you go yep we have the same number one um it was just so exciting it was just so beautiful and complex and i really loved all the characters i loved the performance like that was a plot twist i i didn't see coming maybe i was a little dumb for not recognizing no, it at first I but i i love makari love druig like uh the weakest point for me like you said the comedy deal was definitely like kumal whatever kumal Najaji had going on in that movie was like yeah definitely like a mess a little bit but uh i just thought it was so unique so different like i i can never say enough good things about this film like i don't i also don't understand what critics were thinking when they saw this movie because i Mm -hmm. i i understand i understand like just i i I don't think they're wrong for not liking it because you're allowed to like or not like what you like. I just don't understand it. I don't understand the criticisms, but mm-hmm. yeah. I understand. So our number one, so number one, WandaVision. WandaVision. Yeah. So fun. I mean, so great. Yeah. Just week, week by week guessing. And I think it works just as good on rewatch. Uh, I love the jumping between different eras. I love the performance. Elizabeth Olsen killed it. Um, Yelena mm-hmm. is my favorite new character from this phase, but she gives my favorite performance, Elizabeth Olsen, in this phase. Um, I absolutely loved that show. Uh, it stuck with me. It was the first also return to the MCU, which also I think helped mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but I was a big fan, so I, I loved it. Yeah, it's definitely a tough act to follow because this is what we started our year with was WandaVision and then everything else followed it. We were all directly comparing to WandaVision and it it was just like nothing was coming even close, even though we got there were some bumps along the way, some tragedies, some letdowns, some Ralph Boners, if you will. But I, I didn't think that was I, like that, I'm like so dumb, Dill, because I probably had this realization earlier, but I was I started rewatching WandaVision today and I only got two episodes in, but I realized I was like, oh my god, the entire time she's referring to Ralph, her husband, it's Ralph, like the guy in her attic. I'm like, Yeah. I like I I we, definitely we talked had about that. You had that realization. I, know. I had that realization, had but then I forgot, and then I had it again today, and I was like, "Uh, yeah." Right. It's yeah. definitely so fun to rewatch something, knowing all the pieces together, and yeah. then like picking up on on things. Because like yeah. I'm already because like this is I think I rewatched it before. This might be my third rewatch of it. That's kind of sad. Um, no, but great. I'm like yeah. I'm watching things, and I'm like, oh my god, like this is mm-hmm. all. 
so so creative, so fun. Yeah. And the performances yeah. between Paul, Paul Bettany and, and Elizabeth Olsen, like they're an unmatched couple at this point. And I'm so glad that yeah. they figured out a way to bring Vision back into the yeah. MCU. There you go. Um, so I, I did tally it up in last place with eight points, or sorry, with 19 points, 10 plus nine, we have What If. Um, in tied for seventh, we have Venom 2 and Hawkeye at 16 points, if you add our scores mm. together. Um, at number six, we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier with 13 points. Tied for number five, we have Black Widow and Loki with 12 points each. At number four, okay. with nine points, we have Shang-Chi. At number three, mm-hmm. with six points, we have No Way Home. At number two, with five points, we have Eternal. And at number one, with two points, we have WandaVision. So the least amount of points wins because it's one plus one. Can't get any mm-hmm. lower than two. Um, WandaVision is our number one show of the year, uh, or number one Marvel thing of the year. Uh, yeah, favorite episode of the year? Can you pinpoint one? My, mine is the previously on where Wanda's going through like her past, and then it like kind of culminates um, at the end there. Uh, I love that episode. I also love episode three of Hawkeye. I think it's very strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Favorite episode of the, the whole year. world was watching is a good one too. That's a good one in Falcon and Winter Soldier where John yeah. Walker just phew, crazy. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That, <clears throat> and Marvel that's zombies. Really... That's a good one too. A lot of good oh episodes. my God. A lot, a, lot of episodes. Episodes. a lot of good ones. I wasn't prepared to answer the episode question. It's okay. Think about it. And you'll uh, you know what? You know what? Oh. I can I can probably tell you my favorite episode. I think okay. my favorite episode is definitely when uh, Wanda and Vision have their conversation about grief. I think that's my favorite yeah. episode. I think that is the previously on episode, right? Because it goes back and t- you see the the flashback, and she's wa- I think she's watching them have that conversation in her mm-hmm. past right i think because agatha's yeah. taking her through yeah I, I think we have the same favorite episode um anyway great year for marvel we're already at two hours right now we just hit two hours oh on the dots. so i'm just gonna say you can follow <laughs> us all the we're not gonna plug ourselves follow us on the bottoms here but in 2022 we will be coming back strong with marvel trivia kelsey will be competing in the first belt match against zach love and jd domash for the title chad webb my co-host for picture this will be on the desk with me asking the questions and we will be doing marvel trivia that will be coming out in a few weeks we want to give a few weeks off to just debrief and just kind of relax actually for kelsey she'll be studying and i'll be writing questions but but for our audiences to debrief um and then after that after we do the trivia maybe we'll take another week just breathe a little bit then we'll come back with morbius it's really hard because the character in uh matrix is morpheus and then in loki he's mobius and then we have jared leto is morbius so i'm gonna have a really bad time with those three names um between matrix loki and uh morbius more yes morbius so we will be back with a morbius review and some trivia in january but kelsey we've been asking for weeks (laughs) for you to commit to a name a a name that you can use in the ring for marvel battle trivia what is your name gonna be kels all right ready okay my name is going to be kelsey using my superhero name kilpatrick there it is. Kelsey using her superhero name Kilpatrick is going to be entering the ring against JD Domash and Zach, the Nexus being love. Uh, we do not have JD's name yet. I'll have to ask him, but uh, I'm very, very excited uh, to see how you guys fare on the trivia. Obviously my secrets or my, my questions are secret. So Kelsey cannot see them. She cannot cheat. 
Sorry, Kels. And Zach can't see them. JD can't see them. I like <laughs> them all equally. I cannot pick favorites, so there will be no rigged winner in this thing. It's going to be a fight. I don't need to death. cheat to win this thing, Dale. Don't worry. Ooh, that's some smack talk right there. Kelsey's heels that it's coming out. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. It's been such a great year. Kelsey, do you have anything to say to our viewers or audiences uh, before we head off for the final show of this year? Do you get the reference? Do you get it? Yeah, no, I know. I get the reference. I get it. Yeah. You do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's all? Yep. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I just want to make sure. We'll see you guys in 2022. Can't believe I'm saying that, but we'll see you guys in 2022. Maybe with a new layout, maybe with a little new style. Who knows? But definitely with some new shirts. We'll see you next time, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching.